Welcome, Internet, to the invitation-only podcast. I'm Elaine, and joining me on this episode is man, myth, legend, <laughs> wrestling star, streamer extraordinaire, and future author of A Dark Souls Pro Strat Guide, right? Is that all of it? Did I get it all, Jeff? Jeff yeah, there, I don't know. There might be one or two of those things that were actually true. <laughs> I mean, you are, you are kind of a legend. It's, well, what kind of legend is very, like, debatable, but you are a legend. Uh, <laughs> it, it's... Well, that's very nice to hear. It, it doesn't it doesn't jibe with how I feel about myself, but you know that that's something that's a matter for my therapist. You know? <laughs> we'll we'll save therapy hour for the next time you yeah, come on this podcast. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's the road. <laughs> Jeff, I really appreciate you joining me. I know you're a sure. busy guy. Um, you know, detecting hits and doing actual Indeed. work, right? That's good. Um, before we chat about what you do, let's, let's talk about mm-hmm. video games because that's what we both yeah, do. Right? That's what we both do. What are you playing right now? Um, right now, I'm playing the game I'm most playing, other than Dark Souls Three, uh, which I'm doing on the internet in front of everybody, uh, is uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I'm yay. making my way through right now. Yeah, which I'm just adoring. It's so Stomp. good. It's, it's so, so good. good. I mean, I, uh, I think we won again, right? But it's yes. one like it's like Turbo One or something. So it's real dumb because do you remember Street Fighter the movie the video game? Yes, kind I do. of that because they made a movie based on the first Ratchet and Clank, and now they're making a game based on that animated film. So it's when you yeah, say it like that, it's crazy. It's kind of dumb. Um, they kind of they could have put so much less work into this game. They could have just upraised exactly. a bunch of textures and sold it for twenty bucks, and I would have bought it, and it would have been great, right? But they remade the whole thing. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Did they get I somebody? Totally agree with you. Did they get somebody new to do the voice acting? Do we? I didn't look. Did they redo all that? I don't actually know. That's a really good question. I probably uh, should have done my research. Does it sound new to you? It's. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. So the thing about Ratchet and Clank is, I only played the future ones, uh, A Crack in Time okay. and Tools of Destruction. I never. Did you play, play the original? I did. Three? Okay. I, I did, and it. I mean, it sounds. It sounds right to me, but um, it could just be Rose. I mean, not Rose Carlisle. It could just be me imagining it's the same person. That's I mean, even if it isn't, whatever it is, did a really good job. It's awesome. It's, uh, yeah. How how do you feel about going back? How many years has it been since you played the original? Because I did not. Um, you know, I actually coincidentally replayed it not too long ago. So I was actually telling my coworkers that one thing about having done that is that I actually – it's making me appreciate what they changed, I think, even more than I would have. Because it's the memory of all the levels and everything and the weapons and the characters is still fairly fresh in my mind. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of more acutely aware of like what they did different. And, it, and you're totally right. That's a great way of, of saying it, that they could have done a whole lot less and totally gotten away with it. And we mm-hmm. would have still been happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're releasing an animated movie. So they could have just uprised release an HD remake for 10 bucks or 20, even 20 bucks, probably if it's a movie tie in and they could have mm-hmm. made their money back easily. They released yeah. this thing for 40 bucks and redid the whole game, like the whole they re- thing. They redid the whole thing. There's stuff in there that, that wasn't there at all. Right. Um, and the fact is, even if it was just like an HD remaster, like it's a gorgeous one. Yeah. It, it looks it's, really like, good. It's, it's that plus. So you are getting sort of the typical, you know, next generation redo. But then on top of it, they just they added all sorts of neat stuff that really makes it feel fresh again. I'm just I'm very impressed by this. It's a delightful like palate cleanser to the Dark Souls. 
I have to admit. Yeah. Because if you're playing this game that makes you so infuriated, at least it does to me. I mean, I made up new curse words last night. Like, my husband shut the basement door. He was like, no, no, you stay down there. And then you play, like, it's like the Lombax is so cute and fluffy. You know, it's just, I I need this in my life. It's funny. I was thinking that right before uh, we started recording. I I was playing Ratchet and Clank, and I was breezing through an area that I think... I remembered in the old game. I don't think the game was actually ever really hard. You know, it's not, I don't think it was intended to be. It floats that like younger audience line. You know, yeah. like right in that ten to thirteen. I still think it's funny. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've still I've still died in the game. I mean, I admit it. I've like fallen off ledges or whatever. So it's not it's not a breeze. But I just love the everything about it. I love the animation. Um, the cutscenes are are funny and they look. Just super. The music sounds. The music sounds super good. I I found the boss. I I like I said. I never played the original Ratchet and Clank, so Mm -hmm. I found all the boss fights to be fun. The last boss leaves something to be desired for me, but that's just because every final boss ever is kind of exactly. They all be you know. They all suck. I play. I played uh, Star Fox Zero. Uh huh. Talk about a last boss that just sucks. I don't like. I. I, I, Well, it's just it just came. This is the newest Star Fox. Oh, the newest one. Okay. Yeah. So. I bought this because my I thought my my son would like it. You know, he's six and he does like it. But man, that last boss makes me want to throw that gamepad. <laughs> wow, it it makes you use the motion controls and it makes you do this thing where you're looking oh, between God. the pad and the TV and the pad and the TV and I'm like, dude, I am just too tired for this. That sounds, yeah, that sounds awful. It's stressful. I don't need this. See, on the 3DS, this makes sense because I have the screens and they're right next to each other. Yeah, sure, <laughs> right, exactly. So that game was not the most delightful, but I also finished Ratchet and Clank, and I'm really glad I played that thing. Like I'm, yeah, that was just a delight in a sea of sameness, I guess, around this time of year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 just a very. It, it, I just love games like that. I, I'm always mm-hmm. a sucker for those franchises that are just colorful and and funny and cute and just different from dark and bleak. I can handle dark and bleak. But, you don't uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> It makes you feel like, oh, this is why I play video games. Yeah, right. right. I forgot. Right. I've been right. so just, angry at this other thing. I forgot. Exactly. What, yeah. And they they take they don't take themselves seriously. And you know, sometimes there's like a breaking of the third wall. But like in this game, they do it in a in a just uh, you know just minimal enough way that it doesn't feel like uh, too contrived. Like I don't know. There was one cutscene where where yes. one character says to the other, "See when the next reboot." That was a great uh, moment. Yeah, that was hilarious. And Ratchet just looks at him like, what? And I'm like, bro, I hope so. Make another game. Yeah, and I'm all excited. Like, I would buy two and three in the same fashion. I would do that. I would too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would too. Like, that's 100% a thing I I would want to do. Anything else besides this? Um, Let's see. Well, I downloaded Battleborn, but I haven't played it yet. I, I, I keep waffling about whether or not that's a thing I should do. Like, yeah. this is just going to not be like, cause there's overwatch coming out yes. and I kind of want to play that one. I think. Yeah. I, I'm the same. Um, I, I sort of feel bad for them, except they, they went into this with their eyes open. Like they knew what they were getting into because Paragon and overwatch are all coming out with Battleborn at the same time. Right. Paragon's already out or kind yeah, of, I, I, don't I think know. it's kind of out. Yeah. That's a weird one. And it's like MOBA, Paragon, yeah. TF2 game, Overwatch, and then somewhere in the middle is yeah. Battleborn. And by what I'm reading, it's like, oh, it takes a lot of the bad parts of Borderlands funny, which is not mm-hmm. really – I just don't know if I want to deal with that anymore. Yeah. I, it's just 
it, it, it's odd to me. I mean, I, I think it it's goes a little bit towards gearboxes. It's nice to be confident in your project. You should mm-hmm. be, but like, I don't. You never want to go against, of all things, a Blizzard game. Yeah, and, uh, you just don't. Who um, does that? Yeah, and Especially I, so, so one that's good. Like, yeah. I mean, the reputation is already great for that game, and I just, yeah. Um, I mean, I hope it does well. I mean, sure, I, I don't I, want any game to fail. So It's better for all of us if we have more games. I realize that that seems very, like, inclusionary, but the more games that succeed, the more good stuff we get as people who play games. So uh, I right. agree with you. I'm totally on board with that. Um, I Like I said, I want to play Battleborn, but I don't $60 want to play Battleborn. Yeah, I, well... I still have uh, ways of getting things where I don't have to pay. I do pay, so I don't get every game free. You know a guy. It's all right. I, I knew a guy for this one. So <laughs> I think that's I fair. get free games. Other times, I don't. Um, I, I'm curious to see what you think of it. Uh, you know, I would definitely yeah, want to uh, that. You know, I'll, I'll probably be talking about it once I, once I get into it. Assuming um, I ever finished Dark Souls. You're never going to finish. Let's talk about Dark Souls, because I'm playing Dark Souls 3, too. Um, uh, <laughs> uh I think I got bad at video games somewhere between Bloodborne and this game. Because <laughs> I felt really good about myself after beating Bloodborne, and the beginning of this game is kicking my ass. It's I, so hard. I, I don't mean, know. People see me on stream. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, I pulled a Benny Hill, just like you, in the Undead Settlement. I literally <laughs> aggroed half the map. Oh, dear. And I was like... Oh, that was awful when I did that. Yeah. I, la- you did the- I think I guess you did it in the next area, but I did it in the Undead Settlement because I just walked into the middle of an area. I'm like, oh, where are all these... Oh, Oh no! Oh, I, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to do that back away slowly thing, but they were pissed. So. Right. So did you? Did you play the other Dark Souls too? So I played Bloodborne and I played the first Dark Souls. So I did okay. Bloodborne first because I I was convinced okay. that these games were too hard for me. I was yeah, like, no. Yeah. yeah, that's what they told us, right? Yeah, right. I'm too old for this, or I'm bad at video yeah. games, whatever. Um, yeah. So I finished Bloodborne and I was like, wow. It turns out I can do this. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll check out this Dark Souls game everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. And then I beat that one, but I didn't play Dark Souls 2 because I needed a break. Yeah. Like, and everybody kept saying, oh, it's not as good. Wait for Dark Souls 3. So I waited. Uh, I should have yeah. played something. I should have played you know, 2. Souls, I don't know. Dark Souls 2, people are kind of right. I mean... I, I actually, I mean, I liked it. I think it's just in comparison to the other. I, I think mm-hmm. when you rank them, it's the lowest one. It's it, still the, head and shoulders above many, many games. But. I agree with you based on, and I've watched people play it. It's one of those things where, like, some of the mechanic choices that they made in that game were maybe questionable, yeah. maybe not as good, right? Yeah. But then you look at Dark Souls 3 and they kept some of that stuff. Like, the fast they travel's did. there again. Yeah. Um, and some of the health stuff when you're not when you're hollow versus or whatever yeah. ash versus whatever they call it Kimber, which i still haven't even done at all in my whole walkthrough i haven't uh I, it hasn't it happens after you beat a boss so you oh, have okay. technically gotten but yes you're right i haven't done it either i have a bunch of embers and i'm afraid to use them because mm-hmm. i'm like what if i run out right, right. Yeah. Those later? ember hoarding yeah it's bad it's a problem i i everything <laughs> hoard in dark souls i'm like i'm gonna need that i don't yeah. know for what but um <laughs> you know what i don't miss from battleborn though is the farming I, I'm glad there's not that. You know, I'm glad oh, that you can go to bonfire like, and get all your Estus flasks back. The, right? the blood, the blood vial farming was brutal. Just, it was just a waste of time. It yeah. was. It was. That game moved a lot faster. And I, I don't know about you because you played all the Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the speed come in a little bit in three? Because it feels faster to me. Like it moves I th- faster. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I, think I like right. that. It's fun. Yeah. 
I mean, and and the game is is amazing. I mean, I love these series. I I went into them like you. I just was like the, these. I I know I I can't play it. I know it's going to be too hard for me. But I'm going to turn on my webcam and do it just for fun. So the first time I ever played any of these games was on stream. You just you played. I remember watching this, and I, yeah. I remember you were eating a sandwich. Exactly right. <laughs> that was exactly that was my whole plan. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm about to eat in front of my computer. Why don't I just turn on this game that I know I can't play? And you're like, I'm going to do this for one stream, and I'm probably going to quit. Yeah, and then exactly. here we are, four here games are. later. Yeah, years <laughs> later, and it's practically all I've ever streamed. It is almost all you've ever streamed. It's crazy. It's in Hearthstone. Well, in Hearthstone. Ugh. We don't talk but about that. <laughs> both two games that make me rage. You, and it's also the two that I, I play online. I don't know what that's about. I kind of, you have, nice. Dark Souls either makes you completely pissed off or you just laugh at yourself for 20 straight minutes, which I really enjoy because I do that. Because <laughs> sometimes it's just so stupid. Like you can't. Right, right. You can't, the, the deaths are, are so ridiculous. What are you going to do? Like you can't get the, uh, uh, so I I accidentally bought it on PS4 too, which is a whole other story. And I and I was playing it uh, the other day in preparation for thinking I might have to switch to that because I was having trouble with my PC. So I got a new game going. And in playing the new game, I created a new character. And the the difference in my attitude mm-hmm. from ha- from not having the camera on was exactly what I thought it would be. I mm-hmm. suspected it was, and it was. I was just, like, in a shitty mood, you know? <laughs> like, it wasn't. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, on stream, I know people are watching, and I, you know, it's easy for me to laugh at myself uh, along with everybody else. And so, I, I like, I'm, I'm in on the joke, but it didn't feel like a joke when I was just trying to make progress. And, yes. For, and I couldn't. You know? That was me two nights ago, and I literally just turned the PS4 off and left the room, right? <laughs> like a grown-up. I rage quit my PS4. Yep. And then yep. I came back downstairs. Like, I did the thing that little kids do when they know that you're mad at them, and they open the door and they look down, you know? <laughs> so I'm, like, looking down at the PS4. I'm like, I wonder if it'll forgive me. So I come back down, and I'm like, <laughs> I turn the PS4 back on. I'm like, I shouldn't. We did should you try apologize to it? Yeah, I mean, I said I was sorry. I mean, that's the – you can't go to bed mad, right? Like, you can't. You can't, right? It'll, you're not supposed to right. do that. It'll right. not download updates. Yeah, it'll be weird the next time I play it. So I booted it back up and ended up beating the stupid boss that I was stuck on. There you go. Because of course I did, right? Because of course you did, right? That's what and happened. Then I worked my way into the next area and I hit one of those NPC invaders. And I was like, I'm going to beat this guy the first time. I'm going to beat oh, him. And, wow. then, and then I accidentally aggroed another enemy and it hit me in the back and killed me. I'm like, motherfuck you, Dark Souls. Uh, tonight. Yeah. And it always does. Yes. It always does that. Every time you feel good about yourself, Dark Souls just right. takes, you knocks you, takes you knocks you down a peg. The thing about it is uh, you have 99% absolute frustration with those games, and 1% sheer victory is enough to overcome that. It, it, it really is. And that's kind of the genius of the design, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that, they, uh, that it works that way. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be uh, – y- you would think that that wouldn't be enough. In right? most other games, it's not, right? In most other games, it's not enough to look past – the struggle, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's something so satisfying about that win. And I, and I think that the frustration, at least for me, the reason why I can deal with it is because, um, because it always feels like it's your fault. Absolutely. Right? Like it's Absolutely. not that the game is bullshit. Like there's so many times in other games where you're just like, I lost because something, because of mm-hmm. something. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it might be that it actually is your fault every time, but in Dark Souls, it really feels that way. It feels like yeah. 
know what to do. You just have to do it. And most of the time, repeatedly, like I walked up to a dude and I was like, I'm going to kill these two archer guys. And I rolled off the cliff because <laughs> I was like, well, then that's and I died. And I was like, uh-huh. I knew those guys were there. I knew that ladder was there. I've been through this area 14 times now because I'm an idiot, you know, like, just, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I'm just like, I'm like, I can't be mad at anyone but me. Video game. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you can't be mad at anybody by yourself. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really love those games and, and uh, I, I, the everything about them too. I mean, they they really don't fall down almost anywhere because Mm-mm. you can just fixate on the art design, just how like incredibly gorgeous the games look. Um, you could uh, the, the incredibleness of the level design itself. Yes, that's the best part. I like the way one and three and even Bloodborne like loop back on themselves and you open that door and you're like, oh shit, that's right. where this goes. That right. moment is really satisfying. It's that door really satisfying. The uh the music is amazing too. I, I right. maybe maybe a questionable thing to work to because you feel like you're fighting against the hordes of hell while you're writing a paper, uh-huh. but that's fine, you know. <laughs> I, mean, right. I was like I'm like working yesterday, I'm like, I'm gonna put this on because I have to write a white paper. And I'm like, no, about halfway through the white paper, I'm like, I am very tense. I should probably turn this music yeah, off. I don't know if that's music I would listen to when I was trying to, to work. It was a bad move. It was not a yeah, good uh, life choice. But it's good I, music for that game. You know, it's it, it is. It's great music for that game. They're really just they're 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 amazing. Having you have not finished three, obviously. Um, where do you want to? How do you want to rank these? And you did you play Demon Souls? You did not, right? I did not. Okay, I want to go back to that. I own it. I'm just. I don't know if my PS3 is going to even want no, to turn I, on. I own it. I do own it, but yeah. I. Uh, but I've never played it. Same. Yeah. I'm told I, the central hub in that game is very much like what they've done with Firelink Shrine in three. It oh, feels okay. like all the okay. characters kind of collect in that space. I think that's neat. But I see. Uh-huh. Of the ones you've played, how do you how do you rank them in terms of favorite? How do you pick a favorite? Oh child? boy, that's yeah. How do you? Thank God, I just have one in <laughs> real life. She um, appreciates that too because she's always the favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's always the favorite. Yeah, um, probably. I mean, it's not. You're right. It's hard for me to do now because uh, I haven't. You know. Yeah. Uh, I haven't finished Dark Souls three at all, so I've got a long way to go. But uh, as of right now, I, I kind of want to put. Uh, Bloodborne first, I think. I had the most fun with Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, but it was also my first Souls game, so and I, I know that there's it's like the Mario Kart syndrome. The first one is your favorite, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People say that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I play. Think that's too. why. Yeah, that's why I was, I was hesitating because, like, I, I think the the other choice would have been one Dark Souls yes. one because I, that I, was the first one I played, and yeah, it's such a like you've never played anything like it, right? It's just. Yeah. Man, so many moments in that game where you're just like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> yeah, that's a, that. Those are they're great games. They're great games. I never expected to like. I really oh. didn't think that they were designed for me. I was like, not one of the cool kids who could deal with Dark Souls. So. I wasn't either. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't either. I, I, I really just thought it was a joke that I was even playing it. But, thus the um, sandwich. Thus the sandwich. <laughs> the internet wants to know. By the way, actually, I want to know what happened to the peanut butter pretzels for Dark Souls Three. Are we not doing uh, that? You know why we're not doing that? Because I'm just trying to just trying to watch my weight. See, I know that feeling. I do. Um, I was I really gaining weight, and I think those pretzels were were partially guilty. They're so good. You can't just eat like two of those. You end up you two containers can't. deep, and you feel bad about yourself. What, what so. an amazing! What an amazing uh, uh, invention those were. 
Oh, yeah, I want to know how they buy pretzels. Who thought of that? I want to know how it's made on how they put the peanut butter inside of them. Right. You know, know that there's uh, peanut butter uh, chocolate pretzels too, right? Excuse me? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Wait, who makes them? Please don't tell me they're at Trader Joe's also. I think they are. They might not. Be. Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I dreamt it. I've seen them. I've seen them. I, but in I can't remember if I've seen them at, uh, in my dreams. But I haven't. I don't know if it was at Trader Joe's. There is a Trader Joe's one block from my work in Philadelphia. So I guess tomorrow I'm going to find out. Yeah. And I will send you a picture. You have to yeah, oh, please do. I will send you. I will send you a picture. I'm like, Damn, <laughs> and then I bring them to the office, and all the vultures will descend. So it's good. I'll have that's some help. good. Yeah, yes. or my daughter when if I get home with them. Well, yeah, well, that's the problem. Is my wife doesn't eat like junk food, and my daughter does, but she's away at college. So when I was eating those things, it was like I was eating the entire bag. This which- happens to me in my house with junk food because my husband is apparently a better adult than I am. So yeah, completely not an adult. I'm a, I'm a child. I'm like, I think that some of us, it just actually doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, we just don't grow up. There's, and this is not, no transition. People are like, oh, it's guys. I'm like, no, no, because no, I bought Milky Way flavored Hostess brownies the other day. Right. I, I, yeah, I know other women <laughs> like you. I think it's just a certain breed of people. Like my, my brother, who's a great guy, uh, but he was middle-aged by like 27 you know? That's my husband, and I love him, but he's very serious. Right, right, very you know? serious. Um, he's a grown up. Certain things because we don't do that anymore, Jeff, because we're this old now. <laughs> yes. And I never had that moment. Uh, I still haven't, and I'm in my fifties. I haven't had that moment of like, when is it going to be when I when I look fondly back on the things of my youth? It's like I'm still doing all those things. I still do most of them. Like I don't, I don't. I think you're right. Some of us just don't, and I think we might have more fun. Secretly. Well, I just don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, it's why? Fun. I don't feel like. I, I guess I just didn't get the memo that I had to drop all those things. Because if you, you add know? all the adult stuff together, it's kind of a bummer. Like we have to pay a mortgage. Exactly. We have to fix appliances when they break. That sucks, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah, I just had to pay for a freaking dishwasher, washer and dryer. I yep. hate being a grown up. Like my friends are like, being a grown up is the best. I'm like, no, no, it's the worst. Like the only good right. thing is I can drink. <laughs> like, this, exactly. Yeah, this is all I have. suck. It's if that's the thing, it's hard enough. You yes. Know? And so even me... those of us who don't like being adults, we have to do those things. So I right. do do them. I exactly. pay the mortgage. I pay for my kids' tuition. I, you know, whatever. I work. I do all those things, but that doesn't mean that all the things that I like have to go by the wayside. Right. Like, what, I think what would be the point of life then? I don't even know. It's really depressing actually to think about a life that way. Like I think I my nonsense keeps my husband from like being too serious because he has to deal with me. He lives with me. Yeah. Yep. And I'm the one who comes home with like, look, Ben and Jerry's has a new ice cream flavor and he's like, yeah. He's like, you're like 5. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have mere we have mere households it Yeah. Yeah, I'm, mine is always backwards because in most of my friends, it's the guy who's like me. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I'm an engineer. I grew up with boys. This is oh, just there a- you go. You know what? Yeah. There's something, there is something about that because some mm-hmm. of my other uh, women friends who are like that are also engineers. So. See? We, we just want to play with Legos for the rest of our life. That's why when someone I, asked me, what, what, why did you want to do this? I'm like, because I get to build silly shit forever. Like, right. it's the Lego proposition. Like, I always get to play <laughs> with toys. And they're like, okay. All right, I like it. I'm like, I mean, I have to do a lot of math, but I still get to right, play right, with right. toys all day. So right. that's great. I mean, it sounds like you're getting to do what you love. So it's great. I know how trains work. That's pretty cool. It turns out. So that is really cool. It's neat because I have no idea. I didn't either until I came into this this industry, and they took me. I was in defense before this, and that's a bummer. Let's oh wow! Build more ways to kill people. Nah, I'm gonna bail wow. on this. 
Yeah. That's, I, that's boy, that's a good thing. I used to say that at, uh, at any other job that I hated before I was in the gaming business. I used to just say, well, at least I'm not building bombs. Yeah, we built things that found the bad guys, but you don't feel so good about what happens to people once you find them. So you just don't feel good. You just, yeah. It just doesn't feel good. And I ended up transitioning over to transit and to railroad because uh, sequestration happened and they started taking money out of the defense budget. And I was like, oh man, I was the last one to get hired here. I'm going to get fired, you know? Cause, uh, yeah, sure. So I was like, later, I'm going to work on trains. I know a guy, I can right. learn anything. So that's awesome. Um, it's fun. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to Alaska in two weeks to ride on their railroad. Fun. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous up there. I've never been up there. Neither have I. And there's my husband just looks at me. He's like, you should go for work because there's no way I'm ever going there for like a visit. I would. I, would. I think it's neat. Like the mountains are beautiful. There's moose. Right. There's, yeah. Right. We don't have those things in New Jersey. I have no moose. And we don't have moose in California either. So. Yeah. You, you know, you have good burritos though. So. I mean, burritos in California. <laughs> you know. We don't have uh, taco bowls, though. Oh, God. Did you see that picture, too? Yes. The thumbs up was so bad. Um, this is why Twitter is dangerous, because I see it, I've seen it 15 times today. Just It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, I couldn't believe it. that wasn't the onion. <laughs> yeah. I clicked it like three times. I'm like, this is a parody site, right? No. Yeah. No. It even it's showed associated. up on the front page of the New York Times. Yeah. Oh, seriously? Online. Oh. Yeah. They're, because it's... <sighs> Really, dude? I mean, we, we don't need to do that. Online. No. You don't need to talk politics on your podcast. No, we don't. But I will say that we have a new employee at my company, and she comes from Canada. And uh, I looked at her, and I'm like, are you going to leave? She's like, I yeah. don't know. If he wins, I might. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It was, it was a funny moment where she was like, dude, your country is really weird. I'm like, I know. I know, I know. It's, it's impossible to explain it to anyone. You know, I live with a French person, and she's like outraged like five times a day. You know, I like how I'm angry like, she is. I, like, I, I know, you know, like I know, but certain things, and and then when she asked me certain things, I realize even though I consider myself sort of educated, like I can't even explain. I like, had to Google like, the like electoral college, right? I had to Google it. I had to explain because right. she asked the Canadian girl who worked started working for us, woman. She asked the same thing, and my coworkers and I all just looked at each other. At each other, and we're like, we're engineers, and we have to Google this. Like, was I not paying attention in fifth grade? Like, Exactly. Like, I get it. I get that, you know, each state has a number of them. Right. And that whoever gets the most wins. But, like, I don't know the rationale behind what, how, why it happens. And, like, you know, I I mean, and I get vaguely that bigger states get more delegates. But what, what is it actually solving? I mean, the good thing about it is that, well, it's good or bad. It depends on which side of the election you are at Mm. any given point. But, you know, like, when it's... In elections where it's been severely close, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes on the electoral college side, it looks like a landslide, right? Yes. It's like it actually wasn't close at all. Yes, but it can, it can, but it, the, 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 where it can go wrong is like Bush and Gore, right? Oh, right. Oh, God, what a flashback. Yeah, I Gore think most won the popular vote and he yes. lost the election. I want to say... Yeah, that's is that that can't be the first time that's ever happened. I think there's been uh, one or two other occasions. I, think you're right. I don't think that was the first. Yeah, and it's but it's like one of those things where you're like, I don't know how to explain this to a person from another country. You live with a French wife, like I don't even know how I would be able to. I'd just be like, I'm sorry. If I'm, you think that's hard, try explaining baseball. Can she not really? <clears throat> they, really? really? You know what? The thing is, it's so much harder than than we know because we grew up with it. And, True. and what I found is, is there's so many rules and there's so many um, exceptions 
to every rule that like every play, it's like, well, I thought you said this. And, and it's like it kept, it, it, it's just a really hard game to explain. Uh, uh, I took her to a game because I thought live it'll be easier. It's, it's worse. You can't. Well, yeah, it's true. Okay. It was so I, I thought at least she could see that relationship, and I so he was explaining it diligently, and you know, and then she was like, you know, dutifully trying to listen. I don't care that much. It's not like I actually care, but I wanted her to appreciate it. Right. You know, sure. Because it's very American. It's fun. It's That's fun. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, it's not like I, you know, like baseball or it's over. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like that. But um, but so so. So I explained all these things. It's like, okay, 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 okay. And like a, a couple innings passed and we, I wasn't like mansplaining the game to her. And then she said, and I was like, okay, I think she's got it. And after, it was after I was thinking that, that she goes, okay, let me see if I got this straight. The person throwing the ball and the person hitting the ball, they're on the same team, right? You're like, oh God, what have I, I done? Like, oh, okay. So I go, like, let's go home. You know what? Baseball is to sports like the English language is to all other languages. There are more exceptions right. than rules. Like it's like the, it's the same. It's I never even thought of how hard it would be to explain baseball to someone cuz I just know how it works cuz I grew it, up it, Yeah, it's really hard. It. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what is a strike? Why didn't they swing? Like what, oh god. What, all these things. Oh, and that's you, a lot. You don't even think about it. Ball, what's a balk? What's a what, how come they can keep hitting it when there's a foul ball? I thought they only get 3 strikes. It's like oh, one that, thing after another. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I just grew up watching enough baseball that I and like absorbed right. this information for exactly. over like ten years of my life. So yes, it's osmosis, so, and yeah. I think it's like learning a language when you're an adult. Like learning sure. an adult is just harder, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Or well, maybe learning it's like anything cricket for us. Oh, I don't. I've I, I went to grad school with a bunch of guys who tried to explain cricket to me like fifteen times. Most of the time, when we were kind of drunk. In fairness uh, to them, but also it's really hard. Right, so, and I, I think it's the same thing. It's like yeah. these two games with these super arcane rule sets that you just sort of have to know them, uh, and they're impossible to explain. To and impossible. I've, I, yeah, I never. Ex- I never thought about how much baseball I probably just watched because my dad watched it, and I just right. oh, I know how this works now because I just sat here enough. And he had right. no patience for my shit. Like, shut up and watch baseball, kid. <laughs> right. I found base, uh, football's a little easier. To it is easier. It's clearer. And hockey is really confusing, too, actually. And I don't watch very much of it, but my husband does. So, um. yeah, Well, the thing with those two games and, and basketball, too, at least it's just like there's, a, there's a, a playing area and one team has to get the ball to the other side. In the net. Uh, and that's in the good. net, or across the, the line, whatever it is. Yeah, so those are, that's easy. But Everything baseball, else. you know, the, yes. the base running, like how many runs does any, you know, all of that. Like just explaining to someone you can overrun first base, but not the rest of them besides home plate. Like, exactly. just, oh my God. I didn't, oh. yeah. Well, now Why I'm going to have nightmares. Why is he not out? Yeah. <laughs> my, my worst nightmare is now going to be not only being naked in a presentation, but having that presentation <laughs> being about baseball. <laughs> Teaching That's a room full of French people. Oh my God. How no. to play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm in my underpants. Great. This is my every nightmare rolled up into one. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's horrifying. Thanks, Jeff. That is. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's chat about you for a little bit. I pulled um, a couple of news stories, too, but we'll chat about you for a little bit. Um, all right. I think anybody who's going to be listening to this has known that you went from PC to online journalism side mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. development side for The Sims, mm-hmm. right? To yes. PR and media relations for PopCap slash yeah. EA again, because apparently mm-hmm. they like you. Um, yeah, and do. now you're now third-party consulting. So you've seen video games from almost all the sides. 
Um, that's pretty true. I, Without, I with the exception of publishing, which is its own right, which is show. its own thing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty true. Um, that's kind of a crazy career path, man. Like you've gotten to do a little bit of everything. Do you have a favorite thing? I know you um, want to say, look, I'm not trying to set you up for failure. I know you love your current job very much. Thank but. you very much. Yeah, I was going to have to do the immediate disclaimer. I know. Other than my current job, which I love I dearly and would never want to get fired from. Uh, <laughs> other than that, no, actually, honestly, I really do love the current job. And one of the reasons why I love it is that I'm actually working with people, again, that I worked with at CGW back in the day. Um, That's awesome. So, so I'm reunited with my magazine writer friends and and which leads me to say that that was my favorite job the the magazine was my favorite job the actual print right not the online nonsense like before it transitioned over okay before it transitioned over because that's what i was you know i was Mm -hmm. that's how i self-identified and really part of me still does i was like a press person who who loved print and so mm-hmm. making the magazine every month, and, and I've talked to so many people at different magazines or former magazines, it's that feeling of, and I think this probably happens with any creative person in any field or not even, uh, yeah, the, the, that there was a thing at the end. Like we worked all month and we made this thing and then, and then, and people liked it for the most part. They weren't always all great, mm-hmm. but, um, but they, it was so satisfying to put the issue together and even the physical stuff about it, like which, which, Things go with which, what, you know, which article should follow this? How did, how does each spread of two pages look? Which one, you know, all of that was just like a really fun challenge every month. Um, besides the fact that we were writing and playing video games. I was about to say, you had the dream job at the time, right? (laughs) You had the job that little kid me was like, yo, I want that job. You know, like that seems like the perfect job. I want to be the guy who writes the cool magazine that I pick up. I beg my mom to get in the grocery store every, you know, every week. Right. And you know what? I got to be jealous of those people too, before I got to do it. So I fully appreciated it. You know, I, it was a long road. I was already, you know, in my early thirties when I got to computer gaming world. So I'd already been working for many years and the previous job right before CGW was at a Macintosh business oh, magazine. And oh, this was boy. before, you know, way before iPod, you know, so not even iPhone. It wasn't even, it wasn't an iPod. It wasn't, this was like around the time of the Newton and like the Mac plus or whatever. My, my uncle had, I don't remember if it was the Mac plus. I know I played marathon on it. Oh, yeah. He used to let me sit and play marathon and uh, breakout and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So Classic man, games. yep. I was, I, yeah. I mean, I'm a little younger than you, but like, you know, I, yes. I've seen enough of, I've seen print. Like I was old enough to get the Nintendo power every month, you know, right. I, I, and it, I'll admit that it, you're not the only one who got bummed out when everything went online because there's something about opening up a damn new magazine every month, you know, like, there, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, I love, I love living when we do now. I'm not like an old Luddite. Yeah, everything was better back in the day. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole lot that was not better at all. Like I'd never want to go back to the 70s. Well, maybe for a day or two. I mean, there's got to be a little bit in the 70s. Yeah, I was going to say. There, there were some awesome things. And there, yeah. actually, the, one of the awesome things was the world was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. That was there was better. And we were all a little more innocent, I think. I think that's probably true. There's so much, like, it's the same thing with video games. We get so much information now all at once. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is like you release a magazine every month and while you got some letters, I'm sure you got some angry mm-hmm. messages, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. this in, intense, instant influx yeah. of bullshit comments. Right. It's, right. it's toxic sometimes. It, it is hurts. really toxic. I mean, here's how different it was when I, was, when I started at, at Computer Gaming World. When, when we were on that magazine, this was back in like the mid to late 90s, 
there was no internet. Like, I mean, there was, but it didn't, there was no web really. Mm-hmm. There were no, at, at first there were no gaming sites. So the magazines were it. Like we mm-hmm. ruled the roost and there was really no other way to get information. So what that meant was we could go to E3 in June and, you know, if, if people don't know, it actually takes quite a bit of time for a magazine to go through the whole process. So usually you're writing, uh, like we would be writing the August issue in in late June, right? So, so two, two months. Two months, right. So we would, we would see the stuff at E3 in June, and our E3 article would come out in August. And oh, that would be yeah. the first time... I know it's like impossible for younger people to believe, but that would be yeah. the first time that people would learn about the games that were at E3. That was the only way to hear anything. That, that was crazy? how. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, like, and I remember, I remember being like elementary school and we would like get the magazine and, you know, I was not one of the cool kids. Video games were not cool in the eighties, no, at least not, not for me. Eighties, right. uh, early nineties. I was, I was brutalized for liking yeah. video games, but there were like one or two friends who liked video games and we would mm-hmm. bring the magazines and be like, did you see this thing? This thing is mm-hmm. going to come out. This is going to be a game we can play and we would lose our right. shit. Now, right. now we hear now an announcement, it's it's, it's, hear, and we we scoff at it immediately. All right, right. There's immediate judgment. There's an immediate ten page thread on Neil saying it looks like shit. You know, it's crazy. It's it's yeah. nuts. Like I feel like I don't know, and it's partially because that's like an internet culture thing. I'm sure there are lots of people who roll into a game spot, and I'm sure there are tons of people who yes. roll into a game store at Best Buy and just buy a game and are pumped there to play. Are. There are, um, and because it's a huge vocal minority in a way. Like if we're, all of us who are caught up in that world, it's easy to forget. Yes. You know? But then all you have to do is look at the at some of the best sellers and you're like, okay, actually right. most people are buying Dance Central. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody buys Madden every year. It's Madden not every year. We yeah. some some years it gets trash. People still buy Madden. People should um, still be the number one or number two game. Yeah. I try. I've tried. I used to be super cynical about games. Like maybe no, no, no. I, I you know what? Before my kids were born, let's let's say like mm-hmm. six or seven years ago, and I've discovered that re seeing the excitement through a young person's eyes all over mm-hmm. again makes you appreciate it again. Yeah, like my six year old sees an ad, he's like, "Mommy, that Kirby game is going to be the bomb," and I'm like, "It is. It is." <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, it's nice to like suck back some of the happy, you know, yeah, I don't know. It is. Yeah. No, no. I know what you mean. I mean, some of my uh, happiest gaming moments are when my daughter got old enough to play with me and, you know, mm-hmm. and she played, I played Ocarina of Time on the N64 <sighs> with her and she was like uh, five or six at the time. And That's it, it's awesome. so, it was so magical. Like she still remembers that. Yeah, my son, uh, I remember him sitting and watching me play through all of that most recent Kirby release on the Wii U. And everybody kind of trashed that most recent Kirby release because gamepad control, blah, blah, blah reasons, right? But my kid mm-hmm. sat there next mm-hmm. to me for <laughs> hours, and he never sits still. So, right. you know, and he right. was transfixed on it. I I can't I, – I, I miss the print magazines for a different reason that you do. I never got to do mm-hmm. it. I think – I thought it would be super cool to have done that, but – they let us like love games and get excited in a way that the internet does not, you know? Yeah. And there's good and bad about that too. Like I think, you know, I mean, I don't think computer gaming or whatever went too easy on, on the publishers. I mean, I was in trouble <laughs> all the time, publishing <laughs> but, but it does feel like there's, there is somewhat more accountability now. Yes. And maybe, maybe it's overboard. Like maybe, you know, I, I'm sure plenty of developers and publishers would say it's overboard, right? Like they get thrown to the wolves every time they open their mouths. But yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know. But, but the thing was like for me, just to, to get back onto the, the um, on actually working at the magazine, like I had 
I had worked on what well, I was saying. I worked on that Macintosh magazine, which was super, super boring. Like it was not, it was not my thing. Cause it was like a business magazine. It's serious. So when I would, it was serious. And when I would try to write an article about a game, they would say like, that's not what we do here, Jeff. And, oh, and, I hate and those articles. And I was like, I can't even write about like games being developed on the Mac. Oh, what a bummer. Cause, cause that's, cause I thought that would be a good angle. <sighs> that's, that's a bummer. Like I, yeah. So did you think about getting out of print altogether at that point? Or like, how did you end up going from that kind of a magazine to computer gaming world? Yeah, well, it was really, uh, it was, it was luck and it was um, uh, desperation. I mean, I, I hated the job. I, in fact, I didn't know how much I hated it until I was at computer gaming world. Which mm. Then it, it felt like I had been rescued from the abyss. I just hated <laughs> it. And um, the way I got out was, um, because I was read, I would get the magazines. I would read the gaming magazines, and I actually remember like sitting in my cubicle this one day reading it, and out loud I was like complaining to somebody else in the office, like I can't believe these people get to write this magazine. Like that's just not <laughs> fair. We have to write this bullshit, and they get to do that. Like why? It's not fair. And just walk out because well, I would have been like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I, I know I felt like walking out, but uh, what happened was, um, uh, Computer Gaming World was owned by the same publisher as the Mac magazine I was on, which was uh, Ziff Davis. Right. And so like every big company, there are internal job listings. And there was an internal uh, opening for an associate editor at Computer Gaming World. And I, I wrote the editor-in-chief. I've, I've told this story many times, so I apologize to anyone who's listening who's heard it before. Uh, but uh, but I basically begged him. Oh, man. I wrote this long, like, you have to hire me and you have to hire me today. But, <laughs> hey. It worked. Please. Yeah, and got it, worked. In. it worked and I got in and I took, it was a title cut and it was a pay cut and I was so happy. Like and it was so worth it. It's hard to explain that to younger people who are like, I want to get paid more, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes either the lateral move or the one step down move is worth it in the long run. I will say if that having not, done it, having done it. Yeah. If you're not happy in what you're spending the majority of your waking hours doing, uh, it's just... You know, it's just a bummer. And I know, I know that many, if not the majority of people, that's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. So I never stopped counting my blessings. And also, I, you know, I had a good 10 years of having shitty jobs. And that includes, like, you know, being a busboy. So, like, I've had, I've had every level of job. Yep. And so I, 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 I never take for granted, like, how lucky I am. And, and um, you know, this consultancy work is hard. Like sometimes the deadlines are just super brutal, you know, and I'm really, really stressed out. But then I, I will always get a moment of clar- clarity of like, okay, I'm super stressed out. I'm like in a flop sweat. I haven't slept. <laughs> yep. I want to die. And yet yeah. it, actually I'm just writing about a video game. So I always try to come back to that. Yeah. I, I am, uh, I'm also I'm doing construction. Right now. Uh, dude, I, I, I have, I live that every day. Like I, I work for a consulting company. We do design work. I work with the construction guys all the time yeah. being on the railroad in the middle of the winter, walking yeah. on ballast all day. Like right. those guys bust their ass. Right. They really do. Some of them get paid more than me, but that's neither here nor there. Cause yeah. they've been doing it for like 40 years, you know, but right. no, I don't want to go out in the cold in the winter. I'm yeah, pretty it, good. It, it used to really piss me off when I was running a computer gaming where I was editor-in-chief for the last eight years of its existence. And um, when some of the younger editors, and, and I had hired them, you know, I would, some of the people I hired, like, this was like their first job, would be this wow. gaming magazine. 
And wow. so I had no idea, you know, and when people would start bitching about like how hard it was, I would get so oh. mad. I would like, okay, listen, I let you come in whenever you want. Some right. of you don't show up till 11. When you come in, you're playing Quake for two and a half hours. <laughs> I don't care. Then you take a two hour lunch. Then this, like, you have got to be kidding me. Yes, yeah, like, shut up. You will up. never have an easier job. You, that's that's like the dream. That was the dream that a lot of us lived, that we thought that that was the coolest job. And they have it. Shut up. They do. They do have it. Yeah. It's um, different now. These, I mean, now it is it's different now. Way different. Now it's a very different thing. It, it, so Computer Gaming World was a Ziff. Mm-hmm. Ziff Davis joint. So was 1UP. Eventually all yeah. that stuff got rolled up into one thing. Kind right. of. Um, when did the podcast start? It was before the roll up, right? It was when oh, yeah. you guys started doing the digital. The podcast did the podcast start after the digital stuff started. It did. It was probably I'm, I'll probably get it wrong, but I want to say like 2006, maybe or did, so. Did you Did you want to do that at the time? No. Okay, I'm not, not surprised by that. That was not that was not the time. You You must have been like, I'm a print guy. I don't want anything to do with this. And we all were, and not only that, like despite what I just said about like three hour lunches and playing games all day, like we really did have a magazine to make. Right. It was like, they added this thing to us and I was like, well, wait a minute. First of all, we're, we're like writer people. Like (laughs) I want to talk on the internet. So there was just not even wanting to do it. And then I was like, well, you're not paying us anymore. And who's going to listen? You know, like at that time, podcasts were so new. It was like, like, why are we doing this? What are we getting out of it? We Mm -hmm. don't want to do it. I mean, our attitude was just totally shitty. How long did it take you before you actually liked it? Because you by the by the end of that show, that was an amazing. I mean, like I love that show. It. Yeah, we yeah, loved it. Was it. Great. And you guys yeah. sounded like you wanted to be there. We the, did. You know, we did. Yeah. Uh, um, did, did it take? Was it a month? Was it two months? Was it like, oh god, we're just going to slog through this, and then suddenly you're like, oh wait, I'm actually having fun. You know, like. I think that the transition was when we realized after a certain number of episodes that our bosses weren't listening and we could say and do whatever. We <laughs> yeah. I, I think then it opened up for us. Okay. That like, it was your venting point. Like it was it almost was, yeah. the, the fun, like all right, a lot of this job is shitty, but let's like, you know, yeah. stressful. Let's find, you know, let's find our event. It, it ended up being, I mean, I started doing podcasts in the 05, 06 time and you listen to uh-huh. some of those shows. And like the reason that my shows have always been the way they are is because I enjoyed listening to your show. Cause it was conversational. Uh-huh. It was one uh, of those, like, there are a couple of them. Bombcast was like uh-huh. that, too. Yep, Bombcast, too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I feel like I'm just, like, sitting in on someone's conversation. And those are always the, and like your podcast here, these are always the ones that I like the best. So the ones that I like to listen to myself. Mm-hmm. And when we started it, you know, like, to me, there wasn't even, a, we didn't even have to think about what we were going to do, you know? Like, like one of yours, which was the flagship podcast yes. and, an ama- and an amazing podcast. And, and I, I'm friends with all those guys and I have nothing but respect for them. But like the way that Garnet organized and presented that show, that just wasn't in me. I couldn't do that. It's so know? hard. I've done it and it, it starts to feel like work. And right. it's, these are things that like, I don't know, they have the opportunity for so much more than feeling like a grind. You know what I mean? Like it's, Right. And I don't think it was a grind for him. I think he no. just naturally is able to go into like, I am a radio personality yes. you know, and be organized and have like, here's this week's agenda. Like the first <laughs> time I ever guessed it on the show, they handed us each like a written agenda. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we haven't done this ever at CTW. You guys like, make notes? Yeah. We didn't even like talk before we turned on the mic. We didn't even say what we were going to talk about. It was just That's like, awesome. okay, we're all in the room. Let's turn it on. That's And I think that you could tell listening to it. And for some people that's like, they can't handle it. 
and for they want this structure. I cannot right. handle the structure. It makes me itchy. I'm like, no, no, my it life is complicated. And I want to rebel against it. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm going to shut, so I'm going to shut this off and throw my iPod out the train, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I, I want to hear people who are chatting. I want to hear like people being, I don't want to have to guess if you're like being fake. I hate that. Right. It's, I always feel, yeah, you can always tell, you can always hear. And I think in the whole time we, that we did it, we only had one guest developer on where they wouldn't stop doing that. And it was <sighs> such a, it was such a bummer. Like all I would, you know, all I wanted to do was just chat. Yeah. You know? And yeah, they weren't they were in there to get their like four points across about uh, their own game. It's painful. It was painful. Yeah. I don't know. Do, yeah. do you miss that? Do you miss podcasting in general? Like you obviously agreed to be on this, but you know, because mm-hmm. but because you're cool. But do you miss like the weekly show? Do you miss having I a do. place? Okay. Yeah, I do. And it's funny because Sean Elliott and I and others, like, I don't know how often we always say to each other, man, we should do a podcast again. Like, none of us don't want to do it. It's just we all have busy careers and yeah. other lives. So, you know, I don't, I could, like, I don't know how many email threads, especially Sean and I have, where, like, mm-hmm. okay, man, this is it. This, we're doing it. CGW, we're I know that. And then I don't talk to him for like two more months. No. He's got a kid now, right? He has a kid now, too. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that stuff happens. Like, and you, you're geographically separated. Like I've been it's, there. It's, it's really hard. And also, not that I wouldn't ever do it again, but I also feel like, you know, we, we did that and we had an amazing run. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, fee- I would only want to do it if it was as, if it could be relevant for today. I would feel like okay. horrible if it was just like a nostalgia run. I would feel like, you know, the loser, like forgotten celebrity <laughs> at, at a desk alone at Comic-Con. <laughs> Remember when I was cool in the day? Yeah. Remember with the Brodio and the mugs? Exactly. You guys, remember? I, I, I know. So, but if I, I if we could do something now that still felt relevant, then I, I mean, look, like, if you turn on a mic and talk about video games, I'm just saying. Yes, yeah. you know, a lot of people like listening to you do that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like listening to you do that, even uh-huh. when you're playing Dark Souls and talking about other video games. I think that's why <laughs> I watch you stream. I mean, I come for the pro strats, but exactly. I stay. Well, well, I guess I do that the way I just do everything. I just wing it. I just right. turn it on and, you know, and just, yeah, I'm just not yeah. a very organized person. It's not a strategy. It's just like all I got. I'd like to believe you leave all your organization at work. It's like, okay, I have to be a certain amount of an adult during the day. So it, after yeah. those hours, we're done. That's here. true. And at work, you know, when, when I do have to do that, you know, and I do, um, like it, that doesn't come naturally to me. It's easier now than it used to be, mm-hmm. you know, and I definitely know how to buckle down. I know how to turn stuff off and I, and I know how to have difficult conversations with people if that ever has to happen. Yes. Yep. But it's never fun, right? No, it's never, it sucks. Being never adult, you- like we said, sucks. like my, yeah. my boss and I have had conversations about doing project management stuff and moving up. And it's like, dude, give me like 10 years. I like this Lego piece snapping right now a lot, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think some people, like, this was actually an issue at, at EA, and it wasn't, like, a secret, so it's okay to talk about, but there was always this issue, and I imagine you've come across it in your career, where people in in fields like engineering or, or animation or a- any of those, if they got high enough, the only next place for them to go would be management. Correct. And some of these people were just not management material, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to be, Was which was, is actually more to the point. Yes, yeah, and, and they get for they some of them get forced into it because they oh you've been here a certain number of years this is a thing you need to do like right. I, and I I have a pretty good personality for dealing with people and I can do it I just don't I'm not ready for the paperwork yet 
Like, I don't want to deal with mm-hmm. that stuff. And I, I have to mature a little right. bit more in my area of expertise too, but like, I'm just not ready. And I've told, I told my boss that when I interviewed, I'm like, dude, look, he's like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, to still be doing technical stuff for five more years and then we'll talk. And he's like, good, that suits you. You know, like, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's kind of important to be open about that stuff too, you know? And it, well, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, you know, at, at EA, they, when, when I was there, I don't know whatever happened because I left, but they were trying to figure out ways where those who just, who wanted to keep having an upwardly mobile career path, mm-hmm. but without going into management could do it. I really don't know what they came up with, but I thought it was, you know, that EA gets bashed a lot and I bash them a lot, but I thought that was a really cool thing about them. In fact, in general, they're a pretty. They were a pretty great company to work for. I was going to ask that. Like you know, it, they were very, very enlightened in certain ways. I think they had to be right because they got bashed so hard in there at yes. one point before you started that yes. I don't think they had really a choice. They had to like evolve or get out. Like yeah, that's true. You're right. I mean, they they got taken to court. I think so. Yeah, they got yeah. their butt whooped, and and yeah. people were upset, and mm-hmm. they didn't really have a choice. You kind of came in at a good time to work for EA. All things considered. All so, things considered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how how miserable is it to develop games, man? How how fun? How was oh. the Sims? And how is how's that box moving scenario? Like, is it just? Oh my it, god! It's not for I could, me. The, that job was like your the nightmare of going to school in your underwear. That's what the <laughs> job was for me. Every day, I felt like a total poser, and I was. Yeah, I I mean, like I understand that feeling. Like I'm here. They hired me, but I feel like an imposter. Like I'm wearing, yeah, and I, skin, yeah. you know? and, and I was, and not only was I an imposter, but like people on the team felt I was. So Ooh. it was really just a shitty situation. Like, it, yeah, nobody really thought it through. Like it's not EA's fault. That wasn't EA's fault. And it wasn't my fault. It was just like Rod Humble, who was the head of the Sims label at that time, was a friend of mine just through the podcast and other things. And when the magazine was going belly up, I reached out to people I knew mm-hmm. and and just as a slight detour here, a lot of people say they like to make a thing about like, well, all these game journals, they're only doing this, you know, as a way to get into the gaming industry. Well, I'm into the developing side. I never wanted to do that. I, I never did. My goal had always been to be on a magazine, actually be a magazine right. writer. It's just that when, when the magazine started dying and our magazine in, in particular started dying, the, the people that I knew were all right. people in the gaming biz. So that's who I reached out to. It, um, it becomes that, a matter of like, we have a mortgage. We're adults. We need a job. You yeah. know, like, I, and who I, do I know? Yeah. Well, I know Rod Humble. I know these other people. I, I, the Sims franchise is funny sometimes. So maybe I could get a job as a writer. So that's what I, that's was the vague notion I went to, uh, to Rod with. And Rod was like, Oh God, yeah, that would be great to have you on the team. Yeah, sure. So they hired me. It wasn't that hard to get hired at all. And then they stuck me on a specific game team and Rod Humble, who's head of the label, that I was not on his plate anymore, right? Like he, oh, he just man. went back to work. And so right. now I was situated in this area with a bunch of people, many of whom had no idea who I was and why should they mm-hmm. like that, you know? And they were just like young developer people. And it was like, okay, what is this dude bringing to the party of this game that's on this incredible crunch? It's like, oh. wait. He's never, he's not an engineer. He's never taken any, like, who the fuck is this dude? He's so old, it was, too. It was eye roll central. It was like, so you know, was. get him out. Like, right. And then they would give me shit to do, and I couldn't do it. Like, I went from running 
the magazine and, and having the best job I ever had and being in charge of a podcast and like really feeling like I'd done something with my life to being utterly humiliated. That sucks. Like it, I can't even imagine that that feeling. Like, well, I mean, I, 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 no, I can't imagine that feeling. I had like little bits of it here and there, right? Like little bits of like, oh, I, I got out of grad school and I went to this DOD job and just got crushed there by everybody mm-hmm. who just, you know. But still, like that's you had the job, the one you wanted. That's yeah, like the, the point. Yeah. You had the one you wanted, I and had then the it- one I wanted. And then, uh, you know, we thought this would be, I thought this might be a good transition and it was just like the worst possible transition. Um, but, you know, th- what EA did then was, you know, once we all realized that, that was when they gave me the social media job, mm-hmm. um, which was still pretty new at that time. That was 2009. That was before the everybody has a social media head of the game, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In fact, the way I had to pitch it was... Um, I said, like, uh, I would be like the Major Nelson of EA because he was was around already. He was the only one who was really doing that stuff in a, I won't use the word meaningful, but I kind of will, like, big way. Like, he had it out there, you know. Nobody else was doing Now everybody and their freaking mother has a podcast about their video game. Exactly, right. It was pretty new at the time. And so, but they went for it, and I was super excited about it. And it was just still, in the end, it wasn't a great fit, but again, it wasn't entirely their fault. It was because I'm I'm always biting the hand that feeds. I, I'm always trying to push the boundary, and I'm not bragging about these things. I, it's, if it's anything, it's a character flaw because it always got me in trouble. That mm-hmm. was the thing. I couldn't just be the spokesperson for EA. I, I you wanted didn't, to push it. You know, well, I didn't like to see things that I didn't believe. You know, I, I agree with that. You know, That's... I didn't want to have to pimp a game that I knew was shitty. I just uh, didn't want to do it. That's why being I, – I feel like that's why the, the journalist side suited you because you could just be like, no, I don't like it. you know. Right. And now and you, get, yeah. you get it now. Like you get to be honest in the yeah. cycle. See, the, so the difference is you're getting the same – it's part of the same feedback loop except now you're injected into the dev cycle instead of at the end, right? That's like, exactly right. And the good thing about that is for the most part, they want to hear what we have to say. That's awesome. In the press, they don't want to hear it unless you're <laughs> – praising the game because they've invested all the time and of money course. already right yeah right, of course right i mean with with um hit detection have you had the dev that pushes back like you don't know what you're talking about yeah. i'm not yeah. asking you i just want to know well, if you've had, i could like, never name names uh, only i think only maybe once or twice in the two years yeah. i've done it i mean for the most part and i learned this when i was at the sims and you know there were the people I worked with were great like i have good memories of that too in, in some ways uh, mainly the people but also like the things I learned, you know, what you said before about like being on every aspect of the game industry, like, I don't know if I've been in every aspect, but like I did learn so much there. And one of the things I learned was that usually the team knows whether their game is good or not. Absolutely. By the time other people are looking at it. Like, Absolutely. They, they, they can't, you don't make a questionable game and not be like, yo, this is kind of shitty. Like they've right. got to know, you know, and, and or, not, and they do know. For the oh, and they, part. They know when they have something special too, and they get they get to have that moment. You know, I think that the mm-hmm. from software folks definitely know they have something special yeah. when they release a Dark Souls game, and they should they should enjoy that. You know, right? Totally. Um, I but yeah, I would I would say you've got to have every once in a while someone get defensive on you though. It happens. Yeah, and it has been like the couple times where um, because um, 
so what I what I do is, is what we do is our group is we'll go in with like a team of three or four and we'll spend maybe up to usually it's like three days, but it can be up to a week playing games that are in various stages of development. And sometimes okay. it's really early. Sometimes it's like pre-alpha. Mm. And then we write these really long reports, like 30 to 40 page reports, like covering every aspect of the game, like what we think is working, what's not working. You know, if it's later in the cycle, if, if it's like, what what is the press going to say, sort of our mm-hmm. predictions. Oh, wow. So you can give them like a, oh, that's actually, see, look, convenient. You've done this. Oh, you can kind of. Yeah, we, you know, we were those people. So right. we know often how they think. We go in sometimes because the dev team wants us to go in, and sometimes it's because the publisher wants us mm. to go in, or sometimes it's because the marketing people want us to go in. So depending on who's asking us, that will sort of determine the response that we might get from the dev team. That now, makes sense. I, I will say that the majority of the time, the dev team you know, knows we're coming, and they want us to be here, and they know how their game is, and they know what's wrong, and, and they want help. And so those are all great. But there have been at least two times where the publisher said – you know what? These developers are not hearing what we're saying, and we're going to bring in hit detection to say it for us. Oh, that sucks! And, because yeah. then you're the middleman of doom. Exactly, and they'll oh. tell us. Some, sometimes they they'll tip their hand. Usually okay. they don't. But <laughs> there have been two times that I can think where the developers were like, "These guys didn't play the game all the way through. Like they don't know what they're talking about. It does have this and that." And you oh, know, my God. but we always like heavily document everything, and right. we usually don't have to then defend it sort of out of our hands once we turn in the reports. But it's mm-hmm. always a bummer for yes. us because you know because it's like we're our attitude is like we're not. We know we're not developers. We're not trying to make your game for you. We're just trying. We're literally just trying to help you. Like we want this game to be better. We don't want it to suck. And we're telling you that this thing pissed off three people who played it for 60 hours this week. And who've played played a lot of other video games and have a pretty good idea of what pisses themselves and other people's people off at this point. Right. right? Like you got to know. And in the end, it's just a data point too, right? right. The company doesn't have to take what they don't, no one has to do what we say. It's all just recommendations in the end, but Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of business, so I, I like to think that we, you know, our reputation, that we sort of know what we're doing. Um, and it, it is satisfying in it, it, to be able to write about games again for a living. But but the difference is, and the thing that's hard for me um, in the current job, is that when I was writing for the magazine, part of that is is making it entertaining, right? You're, right. You're, it's entertain. The magazine itself is supposed to be entertainment. Right. So... And, and being someone who likes, likes to write, you know, funny stuff or whatever, that's why that job was so satisfying to me because I got to write stuff every month that would make me laugh or whatever. But with the reports, man, it's like the opposite. It's, we're business. like writing for execs, yeah. for studio heads. And it's almost like if we were clever, they would probably be mad because it would show that we were caring more about our writing than their game. Sure. You know, I, they yeah, really just want bullet points. Like that's. That's engineering writing in a lot of ways. Like I'm, I'm right. over here. Like I, had, I, I went to school for engineering. I had a minor in English because I like to write, you know, mm-hmm. and I like to, I like to talk to people. So that's mm-hmm. weird. I know I'm an engineer. Don't get scared. But um, <laughs> I'll collect. I'll we'll get white papers. Like we'll write them internally for things. And like someone will be like, "Can you review this?" And like I'll review it for content, and then I'll review it and mark up grammar. And they're like, "Why are you marking up grammar?" I'm like, "Because." You sound like an idiot when you use yeah, words yeah. wrong. Like it's it can flow, it can be pretty. Come on, right, right, exactly. And I, I know I've that had I know to really unlearn that, and it was yes. hard. You know, I mean, I think everyone who goes in the technical writing 
has to learn that. And I, I really did. It was, it was hard to mm-hmm. undo, like trying to make sentences sound really good. Yeah. I had but, to learn like, you know, I don't want, I'm not going to write a bad sentence, but I had to learn when it's good enough. Yes. Like, I, yes, it, it just needs to be to the point. It doesn't need to be pretty. And in a lot of ways it's hard. Right. It's hard for me too. And I understand that feeling like, but I want it to be pretty because it can be, you know, like it right. can flow and, oh yeah, I, I, I know. And then, you know, look, you get 10 pages into a 30 page report and you're like, okay, screw it. Let's just get oh, this information well, down on this page. Hey, that's actually the, the, the real truth. When it's down to the last two days, it's like college again. It's like, just yep. crank this thing out, man. Just whatever. Just to, words just need to make kind of sense. Like, let's right. go. Like, you right. know, can, right. I, can I submit 30 pages of bullet points? Yes or no? Like, mm. Well, the other thing that I, I, I learned and that a coworker, you know, told me was like, you know, there's going to be a handful of people who read this, but most people are going to skim it. Yep, or they're going to read the first paragraph yep. because we'll have like an executive summary at the beginning. Like uh, the first page is basically like our overall findings. Yep. And probably the majority of people are, are doing that. So if I'm sitting there toiling on <laughs> page, you know, 28, oh, what would be the best way? Um, it's just a waste of time. No, one guy reads that and it's because he's getting paid by the hour to review that document. Like exactly. he was like, ripping through it too. He wasn't yeah. going like, yeah, that was a really hilarious sentence. He's not. He's like, wow, I really like the way you use those pros, bro. No, no. <laughs> he's got a highlighter and he's trying to find the shit that's wrong so they can yeah, right, fix it before right. the game he's comes Scanning out. Yes. for combat broken. Yes, like it's just yeah. bugs here. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> just, yeah. And you're like, I made that so pretty for who? For me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In general, though, it is nice to go in and have have them like. Often, usually, more often than not, like happy to see us. Like that's, that's a good. Nice feeling. That's you know? cool. I, it's cool that you get to see games as like through their stages of development too. That must be like an interesting because it's you know, super like, interesting. Yeah, nine times out of ten, as press, you see beta, maybe an alpha, and up. You don't get yeah. to see like the real dirty early, like barely any assets in a game stuff. So yeah, well, depending on the game and when we've gone in, sometimes we'll see a game like three or four times oh, over the course cool. of its development. And sometimes, right, it's it's pretty much what you said. Like we saw a game recently and it was really just like white boxes. Oh man, wow. Yeah. And they just wow. have like uh they gave us like a, a pamphlet, a handout that sort of explained what we would be seeing. Okay. Painting yeah. you a word picture. Like I think yeah. that a lot of us on the I play games and don't realize how much work it is to make video games. Oh my like, god, it's so much, so work. much work. I, I you know, I have so some friends fun. who do dev, and I've, I've, I, you know, you read enough because you care about it. But some people don't mm-hmm. care about it. They're like, I don't understand why this game release broke. And I'm like, because, because so much of it. Like, well, that, yeah, that's what I learned at, at the Sims, and and you know, you asked me a, a little bit ago, like, you know, what it was like to do that every day. Like, it was so, it was hard because like unlike the magazine or anything else I've, I've ever done, like it, you're doing the same thing every oh, single day uh-huh. for years. Oh my God. I and if it's, and if it's not good, like you're working on something you don't even like every day for years. Right. It, and um, you know, it's bad every day for years. You know and it's you bad. You come out and you're going to get panned on Metacritic and you're not going to get a bonus every day for years or however that still does or does not work. Like, right. That sucks. Like, it sucks. And oh. like, it sucks when you find out that like, okay, like, like in The Sims, say there there was a case where okay, this whole this would be a lot better if we could just get this animation running. So, can the engineers do this animation? Well, if they do that, that means that we can't do this thing in the game because there were right. only a finite amount of hours and a finite amount of people. And it's so got to come end, out. 
and it's got to come out. So there were compromises every single day like that. And that that's how I learned. That's how games get the way they are. They and get negotiated into get fitting negotiated. a date. Right. Like you're fitting a date. And it's very rare that, I mean, a big title slips that much these days. They still slip. We've seen a whole lot of that mm-hmm. recently. But they slip when they slip by two weeks, that's not because they're developing the game. That's because the marketing team feels it's better for it to come out two weeks later. Oh, like, totally. Right. Come on. It went gold months ago. Like, come on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I all respect for people who can put in that yeah. kind of intensive labor and, and do it day after day. Um, you know, there was a game. Uh, I'm trying to see if I could tell this story or not. Eh, I better not. <laughs> I'm stifling myself. Sorry. If you're checking your brain, you're like, it's probably like, no, let me not get you in trouble. Cause I appreciate I've learned this over the years. I, well, you know, for your first podcast, you didn't have to worry about it. So now you yeah, do. Well, the, the thing with the hit detection more than any other job that I've had is I'm NDA'd with like a whole bunch of game companies. So. You, you can't, yeah, with everybody. You can't even say people's names. I'm surprised. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't, I, yeah, I can't say the games we've worked on. It's a bummer because I'd like to. You know, I, when somebody says something cool about a game, I, I like to be able to say, like, hey, yeah, and we were the ones who, but, you Because you're proud of it, because it's cool, because it's right. a cool job. I'm glad I mean, you're, I, I yeah. am really glad you found it, you ended up transitioning into a job that you're truly happy at, because there were a bunch of back and forth in there, and then some unemployment time, where you just, like, yeah. I felt bad. I was like, man, this sucks, because he was so happy at that, la- at that podcast. I was, I was, I was a bit lost. I really was. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, like, despairing, you know, but I... And I, 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 the thing about like the EA job was I, I tried to make it work. Like yeah, in the end, hard. I should have left before I did. Yeah. You know, but I just stubbornly was trying to make it work. Um, when really I should have just, you know, in hindsight, it's like I should have just gone like, okay, this is not a fit. Get right. out. Yeah. Um, but um, but that's easier said than done when you have a kid and a family. And you called in a favor from a friend too, and it, that's a exactly. hard one because as soon as you do that, you feel an obligation to not be an asshole extra right you know because you're I didn't a friend want to be i didn't want to feel like a failure either right I didn't sure be like I, I can't do this um, that's a shitty thing to admit i can't do this is the worst thing to say about something right. I, and, it's I, true. Couldn't. and yeah. I couldn't right like i had no business like the people who were skeptical of me sitting there were were correct you know <laughs> they were right yeah. Just look, guys. I know. Here's some donuts. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, if, I mean, I did write that one column you alluded to about like trying to move a box. You know? Right. Uh, I remember distinctly that, and and just thinking, man, I never want to do that job. You know, was, like it was the worst. It as was much as I love video I games, I never want to do that job. So, and for some people, it, that job. that's their dream job. Correct. Right? I, it's very telling that like, just because I want to work in games is like a dream thing. It doesn't mean that any of those jobs are the right fit. Like it has to be the job, you know, for it to feel good. Yeah. So, and there are fewer of those now. And I guess in respect, there's more of them. There's so much video production that goes on, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't know if I want to be on that side at this point. It's it's a rough, it's a rough side and it's probably, you know, I mean, I think like kids right out of college or whatever. I mean, it depends on the company too, right? Yeah, that's true. Like smaller companies might be a better fit. A smaller company might've been a better fit for me back, back when I first was doing it. Like Sean Elliott has survived tremendously at Arcane all these years. Um, He's not me though. He was probably more, uh, he was probably more, 
attuned for this kind of work than I was from the start. So you might have also been more willing to roll the dice on a small company because it's got its problems, right? Like you definitely yeah. take a chance with a smaller company, and depending on where you are in your life situation, like do you want to roll those dice? You know, like well, that's true, right? Yeah, EA felt very safe. Well, they're not going anywhere. I'll just get moved around. I'll have a job, you know, and that's I'll have a job. Yeah. At some point that becomes almost more important than what the job is. And then you get yourself to the other side and you can start saying, what job do I want now? Cause this is ridiculous. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. So when and guy, you know, when, so I was a pop cap after uh, EA and pop cap was, was really great for the, for the, 15 minutes before. Yeah, yeah. And then EA bought them and, <laughs> and, it, and I don't want to get into that really because, because I, I will say this though, anything that, anything, any decline that can be said that happened to PopCap or whatever, what, I was there and I saw it and it was not because of EA. There were a whole lot of things that went into other stuff that went on uh, PopCap. Um, that like makes being sense. Bought, being bought can really mess up a company like by the company itself. Mm-hmm. That you, you don't the, the parents the new parents don't actually have to do anything for the now bought company to Correct. start doing doing questionable things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's probably all I should say about that. And I still love PopCap, and I and I still I'm still playing Garden Warfare too. I have totally. no no bad feelings about that game whatsoever or about that that company whatsoever. I, I like them a lot, but um, in the end. Um, you know, it continued to just, it just wasn't, I can't it still represent, wasn't right, right? Yeah, like it, that's I, the, I can't represent a company where I can't say what I think. Because <laughs> then you're, you're, yeah, you're like, you're, you're, your hands are tied. If another game comes out that's like Plants vs. Zombies, then you don't get to have an opinion anymore because it butts it, up yeah, against it's your just not DNA to, to stifle myself. And that's fine, you know, like it's fine on both ends. Like they shouldn't, no one should hire me to do that and I shouldn't ask for that job anymore. You you need no. to be I think you need to be critical, right? Like some of us just need to be able to be. Like we don't always have to be. Sometimes we can just enjoy stupid shit to enjoy it. But if you can't express how you feel about things, then it's not no no good. So bad. Right. Especially if I'm specifically uh told not to. Yeah, for forty hours then it's a week. Even harder. Then you're like, I so. really now I want it. It's like my four year old. If I tell her no, dude, does she want to do something twice as much? She, oh, of course. right. Yeah. I'm the same that, way. I'm 33. Like, I feel exactly the same way. Like, tell me no one more time. Let's see what happens. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. So, so, you know, after that, after PopCap ended, I don't, I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do next. I, I was vaguely talking to a couple people about us doing our own thing, like others have done in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, before I could even uh, start, really processing that idea, I got uh, an email from Nguy. Uh, and Nguy, for people who don't know, he, he, he's the person who runs Hit Detection, but he was quite well known in the gaming industry for many years because he had a column in Newsweek magazine. Mm-hmm. A good so he one. was one of the first, a really good one. He's a super brilliant guy. Yes, he is. Um, and uh, so he was one of the first, like, quote-unquote, mainstream writers to, to uh, cover gaming. Uh, and he made quite a mark. And so he he wrote me and he, you know, he said, and I knew Hit Detection because there were other former editors there. And he said he had a position, you know, or was I interested in talking? And I was just instantly, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. need to be overly enthusiastic, but when? <laughs> yeah. Can I start tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and no regrets ever since. I mean. That's it, awesome. It, yeah. So You're, it, how, how long in are you with them now? It's been, um. It's been two years. I was gonna, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I mean, the first year without the back injury, and then yeah. the, 
part of the next year with the back injury. Um, but yeah, I was yeah. trying to do the math back. They were, they seemed really cool about that whole thing, by the way. Like they were so cool about the injury. I, I can't even, it, it almost brought me to tears when, um, because I felt so guilty, you know, like I like, couldn't, I couldn't really work for months. You, uh, you hurt some of your lower vertebrae. Something like for folks who maybe are listening to this and don't know, yeah. I know you, you had a, you had aggravated a lot of this over years of like running and stuff like that. And it just kind of all Correct. came crashing down. Right? Yeah, it all came yeah. crashing down. There wasn't necessarily a thing, but right. I had already had like a mild form of sciatica, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like lower back nerve pain. And over the course of all the travel I'd been doing for hit detection and just my lifestyle in general, I developed two bulging discs in my spine and that's bad enough, but the discs were pressing against the sciatic nerve. Oh, So yeah, I ended up in the hospital when it happened. I mean, I got sent to the emergency room because the pain was so bad. I, and that, yeah. that was, you know, that was last March. And you slept on a mattress in your living room for quite a few for, for, months. For many months. I watched yeah. you play Bloodborne the entire that's way through right. that way, man. And I, I oh have to give gosh. you credit for dealing with that because that's <laughs> – most people be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Minecraft because I yeah. can handle that right now. Well, like, it's one way to ease the boredom because holy true. shit, laying true. on your own living room floor for months on end, it was not fun. I can't imagine yeah. not being able to get up. Like I'm, I'm not like I play video games. I like sitting still, but I like I move a pretty good amount. I it like was it. Really, really hard. Um, you know, I I didn't really know what I was in for psychologically with that. Like right. once I'm really started going by because you know there are people who are like, man, I'd love to be able to sit around and do nothing every Dude, day. No, like not no. like this. I mean, for one, no, right? You do get yeah. bored, but two, not this way. It hurts, and you sleep in between hurts. pain medication. Like, exactly. and you know, you enjoy like you know fresh air and getting up yes. to get your own beer, like or yeah, drinking exactly. a beer without right. pain medication. Yeah, I mean, my life had the weight on me, hand and foot, and I felt guilty about that. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, it was, just, it was really hard. So, are um, you in the you're, you're in the place now where it's like mostly improved, right? You're in a good yeah. place. Yeah, I swim a couple times a week and I do all these exercises. It's now I'm like forever diligent. I guess that's like my hashtag forever diligent. <laughs> Jeff, because, forever diligent green. Yeah, I because like I have to watch my back all the time and not overdo it and not do stupid things. And it's hard, it, you know, but I have to remember, you know, like wanting to lift things or whatever, you know, and that gets into ego too. Like I don't, it's not like a huge male ego thing of mine, but you know, I want to be able to say, like, just let me pick up the stupid box. I can do it. I can but do this. Like, I, I, shouldn't. I shouldn't. Right? Can, so. can you uh, can you ride your motorcycle still? I can. Um, actually, the weird thing about I know it's awesome. That would have been so devastating to me. But I know awesome how much thing, you enjoy that bike. I, I, I really do. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of my great escapes. And but what ended up being a, a great kind of. Uh, uh, well, it's not irony. It was just like a cool fact really was that the, the doctors and, and an osteopath I was seeing both actually wanted me to ride it over driving because the gas and brake pedals in a car, you know, that required the, the foot to go up and down, which the sciatic nerve runs all the way down to your toes. Oh, wow. I never even thought about that. So they wanted you to ride it because you were what, you know, power. Well, you do everything with your hands. hands. That's you, brilliant. You do everything with your hands. So I'm sure your wife loves this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think she probably thought she'd finally get rid of the motorcycle. She was counting her moments when she was going to put <laughs> yeah. it on Craigslist, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it's a, it's a fair enough thing, you know. I, there's no – you can't ever logically justify a motorcycle. There's I no, know. 
I know because I'm trying to because I'm I'm gonna because I've always wanted to have my motorcycle license, so I'm gonna get my license over the over the summer. Yeah. And my husband just looks at me and rolls his eyes. And he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why?" I highly like, recommend it. I it's do. fun. You get to feel air. Like it's I don't know. Like there is no good way to You're explain right. why. But I no, wanna. there isn't. Right, because it's 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 dangerous. It's so it's dangerous. So dangerous. Um, it, it, it can be very scary. I mean, just just a week ago, I finally admitted to my wife. I you know when I w- I went out to dinner with the hip detection folks who were visiting here in, in Berkeley. And it was just a mile and a half from my own house where we were going. And it was the closest I've come in like the decades of riding to getting hit. This guy just didn't see me and almost crashed right in at me. And if I hadn't been like super alert, mm-hmm. uh, I would have, I had to skid out to avoid getting hit. Oh, and, wow. And, you know, I hadn't been doing anything wrong. Like it's just, cause that's always the thing. It's like, you can be the safest rider in the world, but it just takes one person doing something stupid for one second. I uh, I say this all the time. Like, there's a reason yeah. I turn I turn my phone upside down in the car because I don't even want to see the yeah. notification light. Like, I just yeah. I there's too much stupid and I can't deal. Too but it is stupid, extra, yeah. it's extra scary on a bike because they don't see you. Like, they just don't see you. So, well, that's the thing that they always say. And I, and you know, I've been riding for a long, long time. And the classic scenario they always describe is it's not just a scenario. It's like it happens all the time. Is right. that you're going through a traffic light and someone coming the other way. Mm-hmm. doesn't see you and makes a left in front of you. Right. Like in fact, I believe that is actually the most common form of motorcycle. Dust. I could be wrong. If it's not the most, it's way up there. Right. And I could never th- process that in my brain. It was like, how could they not see you? You know? And that is what happened to me that night. Mm-hmm. And it, it was nighttime. So my lights were on and it was also in a, a, a crowded city area. So there were bright street lights. So it wasn't like it was a dark intersection. And it's, this person just didn't see me. It's like their brains just tune it out if it's not a car. Yep, can't be a problem for me. It's weird. And you know what? I'll admit, I I have to be extra vigilant when I hear or see bikes because they get Mm -hmm. into your blind spot in weird ways too. So look, if my mother ever finds out I get my motorcycle license, look, I'm I'm (laughs) in my 30s. That woman scares the shit out of me still. So if she finds (laughs) out, I'm screwed. So, and she was, she was an ICU nurse for 30 something years. Oh, that doesn't count. She would just start with the stories. Oh, yeah. Those are all all the, most of the people in that profession, profession are anti-motorcycle. They're anti a lot of things, man. Okay, yeah. but yeah, also yeah. I never got a sick day as a kid. She knew. I couldn't fake it. <laughs> That's no faking it. I, she sent me to school one time, and, I'll, and then I never let her forget this because, you know, she's my mother. I like to tease her. I said I wasn't feeling good. She didn't believe me. She sent me to the bus stop. I threw up on my way to the bus stop. I walked back in the house, and she's like, what are you <laughs> doing here? I'm like, I threw up on my way to the bus stop. Can I go to bed now? And she felt <laughs> legit. Yes, I'll bring you some juice. She felt Aww. so bad. She still feels bad, but she was uh, she caught more than she made right. mistakes. So, well, but I yeah, guess she, on the good side, you you do have like 24-7 healthcare, right? Oh, dude, it's the best. Nathan has a weird cough. Oh my God, I was the worst mom in the first year of that child's life. I feel so bad mm-hmm. for her. My mom <laughs> had to field all my stupid questions before because I was embarrassed to oh, call the pediatrician. Yeah, she did because she got, she to, got to be a helpful grandma. She still likes them better than me. Like I told her mom, we're coming on Mother's Day. She's like, you're bringing the children, right? Because I don't need to see you. Like, oh. Yeah, but that's probably true of all grandparents, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's yeah. got to be. And they pump them full of sugar and then send them home with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck going to sleep now. <sighs> I love you, Mom, but God, you're killing me. All right. <laughs> all right, Jeff, we got a bunch of questions. Some of these are stupid, which is the best kind. So Yes. All right, let's see what we got. Um, from Ryan, if Dark Souls 3 really is the last one, what's next for you, Jeff, I think? Salt and Sanctuary, uh, Neo, I believe it's pronounced, or a break from Souls games entirely? 
Um, that's a good question. Um, I always have so much that I want to, to stream and I tried doing a schedule and I'm going to try to get back on one. And I, I'd like to do some things that are not always that difficult, but there is something super fun about doing that. And yeah. so I have thought about Salt and Sanctuary as the next one. Um, or uh, I'm just looking now at my list. I was thinking about doing uh, Darkest Dungeon. I want to play yeah. yeah, I own that, and I've been meaning to, to play it on stream. Um, yeah. But I'm also a little, I'm like, I need to get through this other thing first. Did you play the demo for Neo, which was out? It's like, it's kind of Dark Souls-esque, but I guess set in I didn't. I saw I, that it was there, and I didn't. I didn't either. I was too busy. I feel bad. Oh. But it'll come out, and I'll probably play it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I, people have asked if I would stream Demon Souls. I guess I would just have to figure out how to do that. You need a box to go to go in the middle, right? That'll be fun. I if your guess. PC doesn't burst into flames every oh, yeah. <laughs> never, never pay that yeah. company. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, probably probably one of those games. Um, unless something else comes along that that catches my fancy. I mean, I'm always open to suggestions. I you know I just want to do something that's fun to watch and oh, never it, really know what that's going to be. Yeah, there's that. Are you are you interested in picking up either Uncharted Four or Doom oh, yeah. next week? Are you playing both? Are you? Yeah, I'll probably play both. Yeah, Do- Doom yeah. looks like the right kind of stupid. It does look like the right kind of stupid. I hope so. I would like there to be a game again. Me too. Um, I'm af- then, I'm afraid to wish. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that was. I, yeah, I know. Right? That was a big deal for me back in the day. So I'm like afraid. I, I'm afraid it could suck, but you know the the last Wolfenstein was a classic. It was so, so good. So these things can can come back and be be good. And I'm, I've played all the Uncharted's, and I love that series. They're great. I will never forget. I was playing one of them during Halloween when we first. It was two, and uh, I was playing it on the upstairs TV. And the kids would ring the doorbell to get candy, and they would be like, "Can we? Are you playing Uncharted?" Uh-huh. And they would look at my husband, and my husband would be like, "No, that's my wife. I just watch her play games." And they would just look at me. And I'm like, "See, <laughs> we do this. Mythical unicorns, girls play games." That's really funny. It was really funny, and the parents all got kind of a big kick out of it. So, uh, um, yeah. Well, Uncharted Four was, or Three, sorry, Uncharted Three was I, the only game that um, my wife and my daughter together like actively wanted to wanted me only to play when they could watch. Wow, my husband into it as a story. My husband did that with The Last of Us, which is also a Naughty Dog joint, so that must speak to how they write characters and stories. Right, but he, actually, yeah. He made me play, replay that. He saw, he caught, like, I don't know, a 15-minute clip, like part of it, somewhere in the first half. And he was like, can you can you start that from the beginning so I can yeah, watch actually, it? And I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I misspoke. Actually, that is what I meant. I forgot. Yeah. But it's I still, mean, it's it a Naughty Dog joint. Yeah. It grabs on. They, their games grab on. And he's interested in Uncharted 4 for the same reason. He's like, I'm not going to play this because I don't have the patience to, like, figure out video games. Um, but I'll watch you play it. So, <laughs> like, okay. The only problem with playing games like that is it's like, I mean, we really are just sort of playing a movie, right? And there's yes. nothing wrong with it because they're great. But, it, like, they're, they're not that challenging. I mean. No, but it makes it extra stressful when you start to, like, if you're trying to figure something out and you can't figure it out and you know someone yeah, else is watching you do it. True. It's like, oh, God. And I know he'll tease me about it because he's like, well, geez, that's what happens every stream of mine. <laughs> Except you actively tell the chat you don't want them to tell you in, in your yeah, defense. I, I, but I get it. Like, I totally get it. Like, if you're watching somebody do something, it's got to be frustrating. Like, dude, just put your shield down. And, you know, I, I totally understand that instinct. So I don't get mad about it. It's um, funny. I find it funny. I just, <laughs> I, I'm entertained every time. I don't know. All I have to do is not look. 
know? Yeah, you just not. And I watch, I watch it after the fact on YouTube, so it takes away my power to say something. So it works out <laughs> well for both right. you and I. Um, it works out that way. All right, we have two more from Detroit Slasher, which is a great name. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay, if E equals MC squared, then what is pi? I like pi. Are you a pie or a cake guy, Jeff? That's what um, I want to know. You know, I was a lifelong cake guy, and I learned to become a pie person. And now, I think if you put both down in front of me, mm-hmm. I I would well it would depend on the, the kind they were. Okay, let's let's go with not an ice cream cake because I think that's okay. cheating because everybody likes that's ice cheating. cream. That's yeah, cheating. That's so not, it's that is cheating. Yeah. Like a like a buttercream based cake versus I don't know what's your favorite fruit based is it a fruit based pie is that probably, really lean? probably probably be like an apple pie or a pumpkin pie oh man pie. that's delicious I like I like yeah. a cherry pie good cherry, cherry pie, pie. Uh, I think pie is more versatile pie is more versatile I I guess like I would take a chocolate cake over anything oh dude yeah with not shitty icing though like there's something with not to be said shitty for icing it. right I'm with you yeah. there but bad yeah. buttercream icing is. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, oh you're probably right. I think I think that's a good that's a good observation. Pie is more versatile. Yeah, there's more pies. You can even there's have meat pies. pies. I mean you can go you everywhere. Can, that's right. You can have that's right, savory pies. You can't really have a savory cake. That sounds gross. sounds ter- it sounds like that episode of Friends where she makes the trifle that has meat in it. Like it just yeah. doesn't oh cake with like salami in it or something. <laughs> don't so. don't give the Italians <laughs> ideas. We'll find a way, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think you made me realize I, I've probably become a pie person. Oh man, the internet is a flame right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I have grown into a pie person, like because I realize yeah, as an adult right. there's more choices, so I can like you go to a diner, man, see all those pies. So many good pies, but I think when you're a little kid, you know, like pie to me as a kid, like pie meant fruit, which was not yes. the same thing as like chocolate. Accurate, or, like. Yeah, little kids treat cake as a vehicle for I can eat frosting with a spoon. Yeah, which I mean, we all I do that. If there's frosting in my fridge, I will do that because yeah, I'm like, grown up. Yeah, that's why I don't have frosting <laughs> in my house. This is the problem I have with peanut butter. Like, I'm not capable of putting it on things. I just yeah. use a spoon. So, no. yep, cookie dough. Oh God, that's what. Nope. And then if there's ice cream in my house, like it never stops. And there's always ice cream in my house because I have children and an excuse. So, ice cream is, I think, my biggest uh, food sin. I is was that your weakness? Sin, but it, ice cream is my weakness. Yeah. I have. We are that family. Like I, yeah. I have spent stupid amounts of money importing ice cream from Brooklyn at this point. In, wow! In time. I, it turns out there's some. I'm going to send you a link. Ruin your life. Please but, do. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. also a pretty good West Coast company called Salt and Straw out of Oregon that might ship to you for a more okay. reasonable amounts of money. So I'll send you some links. But yeah, um, please do. Yeah. And you yeah, know what? Horrible. No, she won't because she's she's the same way. And oh like, man. We, oh. Yeah, we we've had to both train ourselves. When we talk about now, like when we first were together and we were much much younger, we used to sit down. Like I can't believe we did this now. Like, and when we would watch TV or movie, we would each sit there with our own pint and we eat did, the whole yes. time. Yes, Don and I used to do this, and we would always be watching The Biggest Loser because we're that. <laughs> That's awesome. We were the worst people. But yeah, we would stop. I remember living in this shitty apartment in Philly and stopping at the 7-Eleven on the way back from campus and getting Cherry Garcia, because that was Don, mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. and then whatever chocolate thing I could find. And mm-hmm. we would we would sit there and watch bad TV. Mm-hmm. And eat yep. the whole thing. And eat the whole thing. Because yeah. that's yeah, a serving, I, I right? I learned to, to not bring the carton to the couch. Like I have to put it yeah. in a bowl and put the I, carton away. I do that or I don't leave the kitchen and stand up. Because oh, if really? I'm standing up, I'm more inclined to put it away. 
Oh, I want to go sit down. I'm not saying that works all the time because every once in a while there's a flavor where you're like, no, I'm going to stand here and eat this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, boy. All right. Let's see what else we've got. And also, he, uh, Detroit Slasher wants to yeah. know, thoughts on rumors that Nintendo goes back to cartridge style over discs. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not I, gonna I, happen. I, I, I have great nostalgia for those. You know, Me too. Blowing yeah. out the cleaning them with alcohol to get the yeah. contacts to work. I've done that recently because I wanted to play Mario Kart on the N64. And how lovely was it to, when there was a time when you just put the thing in the machine and it, you, you didn't have to be online. You could oh, be God. anywhere. You could oh, be in your, your aunt's house who doesn't have internet. Right. And just right. play your game. And you didn't, I, I, I own a copy of Minecraft for the Xbox One, and my son is old enough to play games on a controller now. And he asked me, Mom, can I play this? I'm like, yeah, in like eight hours when I pulled yeah. out a five gigabyte patch this thing needs. It's right. It like, I it just, sucks. I miss getting a game, sitting down, popping it open, and immediately going. You know, like, and, you know. I, I, and I don't think, like, I think if Nintendo did that, like, don't you think it would be, I feel like people would be outraged. I, I, oh, yeah. Because we're more and more used to just getting stuff digitally now. Most of my friends like don't even buy the box games anymore. I don't have room to put them half the time. Like, I, if I buy a box product, it's because I can get it cheaper only, or it's on sale, and then I take the disc out of the box and put it in a in a like wallet now because I have no more space. Right. Like, there's too many yeah. things in the house. Yeah, and I think that's the case for like a great many of us with like all media, right? Like yeah. movies and music. Like, I don't Absolutely. want any of those things in my house anymore. I bought Deadpool on my Apple TV last week. And I was like, ta-da, I can watch a movie. And I don't have to store this disc case. Oh, yeah. So, right, totally. Yeah. I, think, I think Nintendo might be in the position where they can't do anything right right now, though. They're going to piss off someone. Like they, It's really sad. It's frustrating it's sad. for me. Because yeah. they've made some of my favorite games. Like, even me on too. the Wii U, even Splatoon was just like such a joy. And I never that's, even bought a, a Wii U. That's how. That's, how, that's uh, very telling, though, about like the state of. I, I think know. that the NX is going to be real interesting. I, I do too, be- and I want to buy it because the because the Wii is the first one since the SNES that I didn't buy. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. That's a, do you? And care? I never had anyone convince me. Not to, that I needed to. Well, you've lost your only reason. Like, if there was, you've played played it. I know. I think you liked the Link Between Worlds, right? You're a Zelda guy. I did. Yes. So I if Zelda if that Zelda game dropped only on the Wii U, then you would have bought one. Yeah, right? would have been. Mean, it would have been really hard not to. Yeah. 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 Um, so that sucks. And I was going to buy I was. It's good. I mean, I that recommend it, but I don't. Other one. I'm would not you buy a system for it. No. That's the thing. I don't think I could recommend that. There have been a couple of other games on that, like Mario Maker is real good, but. You have to decide, like, yeah. how much do you want to deal with content creation? You know what I mean? Mm. I wouldn't. No, I'm I don't not, have the patience. Yeah. I'm not I, a creator. I like to play other things. But then there's so much bad in the good that it's kind of hard. It's, it's the classic right. content sorting problem, like Little Big Planet had it, too. So Little Big Planet had it, right? Doom had it way back in the day. Oh, man, but they were wads. You had to go find them. You had to find the wads, yeah. I, I think they had Bill Clinton's head on a cacodemon. <laughs> that's fantastic i never got that one that was a good one i wonder if they're still doing that with obama like i need to look now i gotta go I wonder, <laughs> yeah probably probably somebody is oh yeah there's got to be a whole community of people who are still making there must more. be there must be yeah great freaking thing yep. all right let's see what else we've got brian um uh, let's see <laughs> rumors were that he this is about you rumors were yep. that he had died can he refute those rumors <laughs> once and for all so this is about 
Paxomania, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did a memorial. <laughs> what the hell, Jeff? Yeah, that was a weird thing. I You got to talk to uh, Aaron Trites and, and the others, uh, the other uh, uh Folks who were behind that, Eric Pope, some of the other guys who put on Paxomania. I don't know how that became a thing that it that this year's Paxomania became the Jeff Green Memorial Paxomania. It was like <laughs> alternately very flattering and also like quite disturbing. Yeah, uh, like think, it was it was really disturbing. I don't know where they yeah. who workshopped that idea, but whoever it was was either a genius or a terrible human being. Like I can't. Yeah. I guess the only good thing about it was like I did get sort of that like I, you get to be at your own funeral sort of feeling. Right? <laughs> I had people being like he was so great, you know. But I mean, I, I think like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everybody knew it was a joke. But I'm I got like one or two messages, or they weren't sent to me because I thought I was dead. Like, people <laughs> just, were just like, like, "Holy shit, I didn't know." Like, so oh, someone no, subtweeted right your ghost. Yeah, yeah. great. No, no, I'm not. I'm not dead. I'm still streaming Dark Souls and cursing at it. Chill the yeah. fuck out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I so I uh, so I don't I don't know if I can confirm it for uh, for your listener though. I mean, maybe this is my disembodied voice from the grave. Maybe this isn't even me. I got the Ouija board, okay, and I summoned you <clears throat> I back. Could be someone else. So yeah, right. Or maybe best. I'm back. Maybe it's like Jon Snow. Like, is he really back? I don't know. Oh, shit. He's still, you're still in the credits of this podcast, so you must – Kit oh, Harrington okay. is still in the credits of the show. He must be coming back, right? Okay, okay. No. Sandra brought me back. Oh, great. I'm – you stayed <laughs> over on the West Coast then. I'm yeah. <laughs> I have concerns. <laughs> uh, all right, this one's real dumb. If Dark Souls was a cat, what type of cat would it be, and would you keep it in the house? Oh boy! Uh, I want to say, oh, it's, go ahead. I want to go Puma. Puma. Uh, it big, black, and scary, <laughs> and I don't want it inside. <laughs> like, get out. Yeah, oh, I think that's a pretty good call. Yeah, you don't want it in the house. No. Definitely not in bed with you. No, that's the kind of cat that pees on your bed. Like that's yeah, right. right? About it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, my cat might be Dark Souls. <laughs> she, uh, I've told this story on other podcasts, but for your benefit, she's a, a little cat who loves my husband more than me because she was his cat before he moved uh, in with me. Uh, and uh, at one point, she would try to wake him up by like walking on his alarm clock and he wouldn't wake up. So she decided to get him to be awake. She would pee on my crotch. Oh on my me. God. She wow. woke me up by peeing on me. That's quite a statement. So I'm pretty sure that that cat is the embodiment of Dark Souls now that I think about it. And yeah, and I think Dark Souls probably is a cat, isn't it? It's an yeah. asshole. So yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. knocks off it's your water glasses. Rashman Clank is a dog. Oh yeah, that love that dog loves you. Like, look, I have small children, but they don't like go batshit when I walk in the house like the dog does. He is pumped. Yeah. Where did you go? Where did you did you go to get the mail? You were gone such forever. A, that's a great feeling. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. Awesome I love uh, cats. They're deliciously evil, just like Dark yeah. Souls. Like yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Now I'm gonna every time I boot up Dark Souls, I'm gonna think about my jerk cat. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. All right. What else do we have? Let's see. Um, Justin, this one's this one's good. If yeah. your best friends were Writing your profile for an online dating website, how oh would they God. describe you? Oh, holy shit. <laughs> uh, this is a British friend of mine, so thanks, Justin. That's actually a, what a great question. Mm. Um, what would they, most of my friends hate me, so I don't know. <laughs> I think that's even better. They do not. They would say, he never calls back. <laughs> don't, don't expect a reply if you try to text him for a date. 
which will never write you. Um, he uh, he doesn't return CDs when he borrows them. Actually, that's that's an old problem because nobody has CDs anymore. Um, now, what would they say? Uh, they would say, uh, I, I, I try to be a nice guy. I'm, I'm nice most of the time. Nice, but can be a little cranky. Uh, think Larry David minus uh, 20 years. Okay. Maybe that's 10 years. Uh, uh, rides a motorcycle. Uh, is a big is a big kid. Never grew up. Uh, has uh, has hair like Polly Walnuts in The Sopranos. It's good hair, though. I mean, yeah, it's true. That's an accurate description. I never made that association. <laughs> yeah, people well people always send me uh, links to the <laughs> of, of that dude. I mean, there's worse. It could be worse. You have you know? hair, Jeff. I have hair. You know? Yeah. No, I, I I'm I'm I feel grateful that I I didn't, and it looks like I won't go bald. Um. Uh, but you know, it was bright red my whole uh, childhood. In fact, up till I was seventeen. So, um, so I actually, yep. So in my mind, I'm I'm a redhead because you know when you go through adolescence as a redhead, you're a redhead. Uh, I and, can't and, explain so much about yeah, your. Yeah, I, I could I could like post a some sometime I post a picture on Twitter because it's like you it's total carrot top, and that's what my daughter is. And so it's weird to me when I'm with her in public and people say, oh, where'd you get your red hair from? And I'm like, from me. Can't you see it? <laughs> You're um, the crazy guy. then it went brown and now it's gray. And, but see, I look, still have it. I'm going gray. I've stopped dyeing it. I, um, apparently, it's, apparently it's cool to dye your hair gray now. Did you notice this trend? Right? Yeah, the, I don't. Twenty year olds are doing it, and I'm looking at these twenty year olds. I'm like, you haven't fucking earned That's a single weird. one of those. Like you, yeah, you gotta earn the gray hair, man. Those, those are those belong to me because I have a four year old who tells me she doesn't love me anymore and slams doors in my face already. <laughs> oh yeah, she's an emotional yeah. roller coaster. That's gonna go on for a while. Yeah, you know when my my hair first started going gray, but people were asking me if I was gonna dye it, and I it's just like flabbergasting me. It's like, why would I do that? Like for one. All the people who know me are going to know I did, and they're going to yes. think it's pathetic that they're I tried to look you. younger. Right. And everybody else, who gives a shit? Right. Like, why would I care if people think I see that I have gray hair? But at what point in your life did you finally get to the I don't care what other people think? Because it took me until like my late 20s, early 30s well, to get there. Well, that, that's, that's a lot. I mean, I was much older than you. Okay. That, you know, I mean, I really stopped caring, like... I mean, I think by the time you're in your 40s, but really, I, I have to say that 50 was probably the most liberating age because, okay. because, and the reason is because I started noticing, especially when I turned 50, that 50 is like the default age that people say when they want to talk about like a guy being old and or creepy. It's like, oh, I, I got hit on some, somebody, but at least it wasn't some creepy 50 year old. Oh God, that's so you good. Know, so now you're like, well, is that? So I'm like, holy shit, I'm at that. I'm, that's where I am now. Like, and, and the liberating thing was, it's like, it, so now I could just do whatever, like, sure. I, you know, and also like, I'm not, I'm not in the, uh, how would you describe it? I'm not in the, um, reproduction pool anymore. Like, you know, like when, and I, it was hard at first, you know, when I was younger, like in my thirties, you know, um, well, uh, here, I'll, I'll describe it this way when I was in my mid thirties. So still, you know. I consider that youngish, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a, uh, a uh, female in the gaming industry, and you know I was already married, so wasn't like I do anything, but but I you know thought she was very attractive, and and she was always flirting with me, and a part of me got a little you know a little it's flattering, right? Sure, you know yeah. nothing was ever going to happen, but I was like, oh, this is cool, 
like maybe if I was single, I actually could have dated this person. Um, and um, one day she she just said to me, you know what, Jeff, you're so cool. You're just, I think of you like my dad in the industry. Oh, oh. And this was in my 30s. So now I'm, I'm, everybody says like, you know, dad of the gaming industry. I'm totally fine with that. But when I was 30, it was freaking no, devastating. Okay. You don't want that at 30. I it's don't want that devastating. at 30. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not that old. What the fuck? But, um, but, and so now, like, I know, like, it, like, it, it just, I don't, I just really don't care. It's like when people on stream are giving me shit. It's like, okay, right. Yeah. You're right. I'm I stupid. Have, yep. I have no shits left to give about this. Like, it definitely, yeah. I, I wish, I look at my four-year-old and I make jokes about how difficult she is, but she really is like very much that. Like, I don't care what people think. I just want to do this thing. And I, I wish I look at her. I'm like, you will not feel this way at 14. And that sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. At 14, I had a shitty time. A lot of us did. Most of us did. I probably Mm -hmm. had a shitty time until my early 20s when I finally started feeling okay about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it took me to having kids and even even beginning of having kids where other parents always have like feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely took me to like probably a couple years ago to just be like, I just don't care what you think anymore. I don't have the energy to give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what it is. And it it is really liberating. And and I always... You know, and I feel like that's like the big secret of getting older is that it really does get better for most of us most of the time. And, you know, like when I feel like 20 ish people like looking down on older people, I'm like, you know what? I actually have it better than you. And they don't even know. You think you're cooler, but I'm watching you struggle with this, this, this. You have Mm -hmm. no confidence in yourself. You have no money. All these things. I don't mean like, it's just like, like that's how you're supposed to be in your twenties, yes. right? That's how I Correct. was in my twenties, right? All I thought of us. I knew everything. That's how. That's what being in your twenties is about. But like when I look back at it now, I'm so much more stable now. Like I'm oh, so much more comfortable just being who I am. There um, is something to be said for like genuine happiness. It's a really hard thing, and it's not. I I did not have that in my twenties. I did yeah. not. I did a lot of pretending to be happy for the sake of hiding my insecurities in my twenties. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Me you too. Know? I would say the hardest thing on the other side is like, it, it, it does start happening that like you realize there's things you are never going to do. Sure. Right? Like yes. Some ships have sailed and like that, that, that gets a little weird when you start like, you know, and, and here's another weird milestone for me, like that happened after I was over 50. It was noticing that like every single person on TV is younger than me. And, oh. and where it really gets weird is like authority figures, like newspapers. Oh. And I feel this way about in real life, like policemen, like anybody in authority, when they look like kids to me, it's such a weird feeling. Yeah. You can't be a policeman. You look 12. (laughs) When did you get out of school, Doogie? (laughs) I actually, I believe I called a Dr. Doogie at one point because he looked like he was like 12 and I was in a lot of pain at the time. (laughs) My defense, Uh, And also I was in a hospital in Philadelphia and he was like doing the thing where they ask you 8 million times if you're using drugs. And I just was like, uh, I was like, dude, I have a severe stomach bug and I'm dehydrated. You know what? Yeah. Look, Doogie. Yeah. And I, and my husband was just like, sh- he just put his head in his hands. We were dating at the time. Surprised. He's really surprised that man married me. Um, yeah, and he, I feel the same way all the time. Yeah. And I just look at him and I'm just like, this is like, he, he'll look back on it now and he'll go, those moments should have keyed me off that this would be the rest of my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm not going to change. No like, warning signs. Every yeah. once in a while something slips out of my mouth that really shouldn't. So <laughs> I yep. I hold it back I so well. All right, so I've we've lost got jobs on the net. So oh, I've not yet, but it's I've had <laughs> moments where it's come real close. So uh-huh. all right, shoes Tony. Uh, he says your 
to you. Your job is very secretive. Wouldn't you be prefer yeah. to be more public facing? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, well, I I like having public facing jobs. I you know it, it's sort of what is like it's it's I'm kind of geared that way. It, but um, I, I I guess there's two ways of looking at his question. It's like does is he saying do I wish hit detection was more public facing or do I wish that I had a more public facing job than hit detection? I read this that way too. Like I think on one hand you could say do you wish you could talk about what you do at hit detection more. Like, yeah, right. And I, I do. And, you know, we all feel that way, too. We would all like to say, but we have to honor our contracts. And um, it, it's just for the best for everybody. So, yeah, I, I, you know, we don't we're not being secretive to be coy. It's like we're being secretive because it's legal. Like we <laughs> be sued. You know, I don't feel like going to jail. So it's um, hard. They don't have good yeah. toilet paper there. I, <laughs> that's what I understand. Yeah. So <laughs> I've watched Orange is New Black. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like public facing jobs and, and I, you know, I, I, I do miss that part, but that's yeah. why I stream and stuff. So. Yeah. You get still to, to talk yeah, to us. Yeah. got to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that works. I'm it's cool that you can... too. Other oh, yeah, it's true. That's why I invited you on here, man. I knew you Thank would be you. able to exactly. hang. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad that your job allows you to still stream and kind of put your opinions out there about games. Like it's good that that exists yeah. for you. Still. And you know, not only am I allowed to, but like, and it's another awesome thing about end guy and, and hit detection. Like he encouraged, he wants me to, he encouraged. That's good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. He's like bummed when I don't. Um, Why aren't you streaming Jeff? The world needs to see you get really pissed <laughs> right. at dark souls. Tonight. Well, you know, in a weird way, it's like sort of advertising for us or at mm-hmm. least, you know, like, cause we have gone to some companies and they're like, I know you dude. And like that's not a bad thing to have happen. Right. You know? Yeah, because then they feel like they have they're more comfortable. Like if a client is comfortable, that's way easier to deal with. It, even from my end, like if I could just make this client comfortable. Yeah, then the only thing I would worry about would be like, hey, that guy totally sucks at Dark Souls. Like we don't want him playing our he's, game. He's gonna play our game. Are we sure? Are you guys? <laughs> did you guys bring anybody else with you? <laughs> a better gamer here? <laughs> no. <laughs> We brought this guy. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, well, let's yeah. just speak the difficulty. Yes, we need two weeks for them to look at it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's see. Roxy wants to know, what is a game that was formative of your opinions and interest in gaming now? Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's a, that's, that's. That's man. a really good one. What would you it have... be for you? Let me put that question to you. <sighs> man, I think the one that jumps into my head is probably the original Doom. Oh, wow. Because in a lot of ways it painted, like yeah. before that, Before that, you know, I was younger, but before that it was like number munchers and all the mm-hmm, Oregon mm-hmm. Trail and all the educational games. And I never really considered that like a game could test my hand-eye coordination yes. in a meaningful way, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I hate the copy, but I think, I think that's correct. Yeah. Because for me, it was also the first game where I really felt enveloped in the world. Yes, exactly. And it was like creepy. I was scared. It was creepy. It was creepy. And it was the one that taught me how uh, DOS worked. Yeah, right. You know? And it fucks with stuff in there. And it taught me how to install things from floppy disks. Mm hmm. And it taught me how to mod games. Like, uh, it was the first foray I had into loading files that were external to a game to change it. Right? So, like, in in a lot of ways, like, man, that thing grabbed a whole lot of pieces that I care about now. So Yeah, it really did. It's incredible to think like how how revolutionary it was because I hadn't really thought about even like the Doom Wads, which we discussed earlier, like how, I mean, it wasn't the first game to be modded, but it was, it, it, it's so seminal of an experience. Yes. Um, yep. and, and yeah, that's what I remember was that um, 
like that was the first game where I was just was like, holy shit, like this yeah. is a whole new thing, man. Like look at how this looks. That yeah. feeling like this came on those those floppies. Like, you know, yeah. that's a real bummer, by the way, to to know that my children will never experience that or know what those are. But um like they you know, you got a stack yeah. of them. You had a bunch of them. And I remember buying like <laughs> it's, it's a real yeah. bummer. And then Doom Two came out and it was just this those were those games were kind of special at the time. There wasn't anything else like they them. Really and, yeah, there wasn't. I mean, and gaming wasn't, you know, it wasn't mainstream yet. It was nope. just like, it, it was, yeah, they were just so mind-blowing. Um, and I yeah. do remember being actually scared. It's funny now because when you go back and look at those games uh, that we thought they were so realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. so pixelated and, gr- and ugly to our eyes now. And it's funny because they can still have that visceral, terrified response, but it's coming from, I'm about to die, I'm going to die, at this game that came out yeah. however many decades ago, I suck yeah. at everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, oh, Doom on Nightmare will make you feel real bad about yourself to this yeah, day. I'm sure it will. I, I'm sure I couldn't beat it. It's, it's like the Dark Souls of, oh God, we've been doing this right. for so many decades. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got, let's see, we've got two more quick ones mm-hmm. in email form. Um <laughs> All right. I'm going to read this because it's funny, so I apologize. Yeah. Jeff Green was on the GFW podcast back in the day. With him guesting on some other castle, does this mean that you're about to be bought by Microsoft? I hear that happens yeah. if he stays in one place for too long. Oh, God. I had to laugh at that one. Well, that, that was that was a joke that uh, early on was that Hit Detection was going to get bought by EA. Nice. <laughs> that happened. And I was like, okay, then I just like retired. That's just like God telling me to, to get the hell out. And, and that... Not no offense to EA. It's just you know no, I, just, I've been there twice now. So. We can't go back, Jeff. You just can't. from EA to PopCap EA, uh, you know I need to be I need to be independent. Oh man! So <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope not. It's just, yeah, well, it's fine. I mean, you know, I will accept my new green overlords. I guess you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny on two ways. Actually, well done, Elaine. Good job. All right. So <laughs> also, will his ghostly presence? at Paximania ever be replaced by his real physical self. I feel like the new moron kids they have running the show now could learn a thing or two Aww. from the green or in it and his experience. That's hilarious. You're gonna I'll go- definitely be back to, to okay. Pax. Yeah. Um, I, this, I would have gone to um, East this year, but I'd already been doing uh, a bunch of traveling. And, and remember, I've got the, the uh, uh, always vigilant uh, hashtag, you know, I, I, I have to, I can't overdo it with the flying. And so going to Boston after I'd already taken a bunch of long flights, I couldn't do it. That's rough. I, I wanted to get to East this year and it just didn't happen. I, I haven't been to a pack since, uh, Oh nine when I was pregnant with my son, you were, and you were at that one. You guys did a, a, a panel at that one. I want to say, Oh, did we do like our first reunion or something? I think you did. And it was hilarious. I, was, uh, I think that was when people still knew us. I think if we did a reunion now, it'd be just like, a, again, one of those sad, like, you know, <laughs> like a, a guy who guest starred on Batman once in the 60s, like, <laughs> like autographs. It just shake your cane at people. It'll be fine. Yeah, we used to be somebody. In my day. <laughs> we, were a, we were a good podcast. So. I was podcasting before it was cool. Damn, <laughs> yeah. whippersnappers. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 you should go back because it's such a great show. I would really like to. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the Philly area, so Boston is reasonable, but I would love to go yeah. back to Seattle because I love that city. So and It sounds like your kids are probably just about old enough to, or maybe they already are to go. I could bring my six-year-old and he would have a blast. My four-year-old would probably try to murder yeah. someone. I, yeah, maybe she'll want to. My, my, my six-year-old would be like, Mommy, we have to take pictures with everybody who's in costumes that I think are awesome, yeah. which is <laughs> the best. I can't wait to take him to Disney World, by the way. Did you do that? Did you guys go with your daughter? Yeah. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That must be great. I'm excited about that experience. So. Yeah. It's great. Last question from Ryan. Okay. <laughs> if you were to make a game specifically for people to stream, what are some key ingredients that should go into it? Bonus points for suggestions that aren't completely rooted in masochism. <laughs> 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 what makes games fun to stream? I think it's um, one thing off the top of my head is it's watching other people go through a challenge. It doesn't have to be masochistic. Um, like, you know, like look at the way um, poker got so popular on TV for so long. Oh, wow. It, yeah. it, it, it's something about like being able to watch, see their hand and, and sort of imagine like, what would you do and what are they going to do? Yes. And, you know, do those things match? And like, you know, it's always amazing wh- whatever kind of game it is when somebody does something and you're just like, holy shit. Because um, I, I watch people play games too. And, you know, those are the favorite ones for me. It's it's like when when they're, it, it's it's the empathy, I think, which is probably why a lot of people like watching me play Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're, we, you're, you're pulling for me to do it, right? We feel for you, man. <laughs> you're, you're, you are the Rudy story of Dark Souls. We're pulling for the underdog, you know, we just right. are. You know, I think I think that well, I mentioned it to you on over email was that last Sunday stream where I completely lost my cool. I haven't watched that one yet because I watch them while I work. Like I have a second monitor and I leave you up in the corner and I'm just like, I'm going to wait and watch this one. Well, it's going to be the shortest one ever because I basically rage quit out of there. It was like the one and only time. Oh, man. I mean, I was so, so like physically hot in this room. It was a, there was a heat wave that day and it was just and I wasn't beating the crystal sage and some poor person who meant nothing because it's been said a a gazillion times in chat and it never bothered me before but somebody made the mistake in my moment of not being in a good mood of saying man this boss is easy oh god fuck you all i like lost my shit and you could hear it if you watch it i'm like oh you know that's great that really helps me that it was easy (laughs) for you you know fuck you You it's not easy for me you had the passive aggressive wife reaction to that yeah. one. Like, like the stereotypical. Nothing for me. Oh man. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. And I like turned off the podcast. I love it. Look, we've all had, this is why I told you in response, this is why I don't stream dark souls. I feel like that would happen half the time. Like 50% of the time I'm a little hot headed. So well, I've definitely like, I, I think I've clearly gotten like frustrated on stream a ton of times and I'm totally okay with that. That's fine. I mean, it's, Part from the course. Usually, I can quickly recover and get my sense of humor back. But, but this Sunday was the one time where it actually flustered me. Where, where I actually, and usually I don't care because my ego isn't invested. You know, correct. Like I don't but, need to be good at this game. I get nothing up. You know, it's it's the I'm already having a bad day and I kind of need a win. There you go. And That's choosing Dark Souls for your win was probably not the right. That's move. where you go. I should just never have turned on the camera. And I because. Yeah. I have I've had that week. Last week was my week, not this this current week, but last week was that week. And I was like, I am just going to play Ratchet and Clank more because mm-hmm. if I turn this game on, it's going to be real bad. And it, you're right, yeah. streaming it takes to, to streaming's credit, it does take some of the edge off of the frustration because you're just like, well, I, let's all joke about how bad I am. At this right, point, you right. know, it, it does. But when you go in in a bad mood to start, no, that's no and good. And then start doing poorly, and then have people say you shouldn't be doing poorly because it's easy. <laughs> That was just like a perfect storm. And I was literally sweating because it was so hot. It was a perfect storm of me rage quitting. I, I want to say, I, I agree with you in general about streaming that like the collaborative, like kind of yeah. component to it and the, the, what would I do in this situation? It's also a right. really delightful way to watch somebody play a game you may never play. So yeah, right. Sure. 
I, it's hard to say what makes a game good to stream. Like, I want to say, like, stuff you can chunk off in an hour chunk. Like, that's mm-hmm. important. I, it's tough. It's I, I don't know. I think probably, you know, the right streamer could make any game be entertaining, yes. I suppose, right? So I mean, I'm, I'm no I, I guess every streamer needs to just find the, their yep. niche. Yeah, and, and finally, that's the thing about it. Like, any game is streamable. So, mm-hmm. you know, what game clicks with you in a way that doesn't make you throw controllers across? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yes. that's funny. Okay. Yeah, so it can be funny. I, yeah. I'm glad I haven't gone that far yet. Yet. I, not yet, but I will be there the day, I'm sure. Um, we did get one more on Twitter, and I wanted to read this one. So, Alexander, yeah. what, do, what do you think of the current Blizzard plans on esports? Did you see the beautiful GameSpot series about Overwatch? And also said, uh, finally, just wanted to say that I love you, Jeff. Was a fan of everyone on Aww. CGW since I was a teen here in Peru. So I wanted to read that. Warm wow. fuzzies. Um, what do you think of Blizzard's esports plan? Um, do they have a plan? I don't know if they do have a plan or if they do have one, I don't know the details of it, but I will say that um, they're very, very, very smart people. You know, they, I wouldn't underestimate them. Um, you know, e- even when they come late to the party, they usually end up dominating the party. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe the one case where that didn't fully happen, though it still totally has its own niche is heroes of the storm. Right. I mean, right. there was no way. Heroes of the Storm could possibly beat League of Legends or or Dota. Those things Dota. are too, too ingrained. But it's, it does have its own niche, its own place, and its own big fandom. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would need to know. I, I want to know more specifically what he yeah. wants to know there. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. I I I'm looking at Blizzard right now, and I'm like, I don't know that they have a specific plan. I think that they or they might sure, but they're Blizzard, so in a lot of ways they can. It's the same thing that Valve does, but we're Valve. So we're just going to put this thing out there. And and yeah. also, like, Blizzard's got experience with this. Like, StarCraft has done well in that right. realm. You know, like, they're not new. It's not new for them. I think we're just going to put our game out there and sponsor enough events, and people are going to play it esports-wise, and we're Blizzard. So Right. I mean, everybody, like, Hearthstone is a big esports yes. game, of course. I mean, they already know how to do these things. And basically everything they do, you know, they they find a way of of um, getting people super psyched. Right? They just have, yes. they have that magic thing. And, and it's interesting because they kind of lost it there for a little bit, right? Like there was sort of a, a little black hole of time where mm-hmm. we weren't getting or hearing much out of Blizzard. It was like expansions for WoW. You know, there was no new StarCraft. And it almost seemed like, man, it is as the heyday of Blizzard come and gone. And then of all things, Hearthstone comes out. Oh, God. Yeah, which, and it, which, who, who expected? You know, I'm sure they didn't even expect it. I want to say I downloaded that thing thinking, cool, a stripped down version of Magic the Gathering. I'll sure. play this for a day and I'll be done with it. And then I went down a rabbit hole for a while. And I was in beta still, I think, when I played it. And I'm kind of glad yeah. I got out because, um Yeah, I never got out. I'm still, I'm still in it. Do you, I, uh, are I, you, did you download the new stuff? Is it, I did. Do you like it? I actually really love it. Okay. Um, because it really was kind of like a reset of the whole game. Um, just in that, the, the way the, they cycled out all these cards in standard, and, and so many of those cards were, were cards that were, were driving me nuts. But even more than that, it's also about the individual cards than just the fact that um, it, it completely disrupted the entire meta. So, right. And the meta had was boiling down to like the same three or four goddamn decks every time you played. Like if you played anyone that was net decking, it was like you could just predict the cards that were coming. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of boring, actually. So now we're in a position where like every time you play, 
odds are you're going to see something like you've never seen before. I mean, now today here on May 5th, like the meta has been solidifying a little bit. You're starting mm-hmm. to see some common decks, but still it's much more fresh and much more creative what people are doing now than, than what had happened. So yeah, I like I it like- a lot. I feel like Magic did this. They still do this. They cycle cards out of what they right. consider like what mm-hmm. I don't know what they call standard. My brother still plays actually. Mm-hmm. He's 30. I love him. This is his mm-hmm. He's like you buy a lot of video games, I buy a lot of Magic cards. I'm like, "Dude, I'm not <laughs> judging you." The only way he ever comes to visit me is when there's a tournament in Philly. So <laughs> Um yeah, he's and he'll come and he's great, but he he said the same thing that they've been doing that for a long time where they cycle stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's, it, like, it makes sense, right? It does because there's so many cards at some point. So many cards, right? And if you're if you weren't around at the time, you, like you're, yeah, it it's it's, it just makes it more fair. Do you, do you think it's a good time for people to jump into Hearthstone, or is it still impen like does it feel impenetrable at this point? Well, I would caveat it. I mean, because there's still a lot of cards now, and a lot of people have a lot of legendaries, you know, like okay. I do. You know, so every once in a while, in casual, especially I'll play someone who clearly is, is relatively new, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to play these brutal cards because it's just not fair, you know? Right. Especially if it's casual. If it's ranked, if it counts for the ranking, I'll go ahead and kick their ass. <laughs> I feel like I need this, even yeah, though I've lost this, uh, <laughs> need this win I right now. I but I just got beat five times in a row, so I'm now going to bully you. Look, I need this win real bad right <laughs> I need this no, that's supposed to be fun. I think that people lose sight of that part a little bit. I want to play again, I but I because you get grumpy because <laughs> you don't like to lose. Losing no? streaks suck. They suck. No one likes to lose, and then you like you leave ranked, and you're like, I just need to win once today oh, before I. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've like yelled out loud, like just let me win once, uh, or like how I've not gone to bed. Until I win. It's like, I'm not going to bed until I win. And of course, when you're in that mood, like, you're totally not going to win. No, Because you're, no. you're already, like, well, tilted is the word they use. Uh, I like that. Yeah, that word's been used for, wow, a long mm-hmm. time, right? They mm-hmm. use it in casinos and stuff like that. That right. word. Right. Yeah. Same, um, right. same idea. Yeah, like but yeah, once you, yeah, once you let yourself get all emotional. Dark Souls, you tilt real fast. I tilt within four minutes. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't ever tilt yeah. back. I, I, I tilt a lot in Arsenal, but I've learned now that the game's been out for two years. If I tilt, it's like, put it, just put the iPad down, just walk away. Or your like, wife will is, take it and put it in the toilet. So. Well, my, my, my daughter actually saw me, she see me, do, she once saw me throw my iPad and she once saw me hit it with my fist. And in both <laughs> cases, she was like, really, dad? I like that it's just the eye roll. I can just envision this moment. Like, oh, God. If you, if you Google it, I got curious one day about Hearthstone Rage, and I was like, am I alone in this? So I, like, Googled it, and I found a video on YouTube of a kid who turned on. <laughs> I think if you if you Google, like, Hearthstone Dad Rage, this oh, no. this uh, kid Google uh, uh, you videoed his dad having a real bad time with Hearthstone <laughs> in front of his PC, and he's just yelling at the computer, totally in a bad mood. And he's so lost in his anger that he's not even reacting to the fact that he's been filmed. And you know it's not a setup. You can tell this wasn't, like, staged. He's, like, genuinely mad at this priest he was playing. And it's, it's like, so cringy because it's like, oh, man, I have been this guy. I've been there. This is why, like, my kids will ask me to play certain games. I'm like, nope. No, not with yeah. you awake. Not with yeah, you conscious. I was watching it, just going like, man, Ugh. just concede and go play something else, dude. It's a card game. But you can't. But you get so in it, you can't let it go. You can't. Oh, man. I've, I've been that guy so many times, and it's just, it's the worst feeling. But I'm, I'm less that guy now than I have used to be. 
I think I'm most impressed that you could punch an iPad and not damage it in some way or break your hand. It's gorilla glass, right? <laughs> like, well, I, I did do that with uh, I did that with my computer monitor once. Uh, <laughs> Playing the original Medal of Honor, I put my, nice. I put my fist through the monitor. Seriously, like it, the monitor. <laughs> yep. was this a CRT? Sparks flying. Yep. Oh my god, that yep. must have been a magical moment. Like this it, is it why was, it went from uh, anger to like horrific shame in like a millisecond. Because you have this moment where you have to explain what's just happened. Like, just what if I? Uh, someone's going to know, and I'm going to have to explain what just happened here. Yep. Yep. It was the worst. Well. You live to tell the tale. Sorry. It's a joke now. Yeah, a good one. Just, just like so many of, of the things here. Um, Jeff, I really appreciate you hanging out with me. This has been yeah. wonderful. It's been super fun. Uh, I knew it would be, and you're 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 super easy to talk to. You know, you remind me of uh, like Terry Gross. Oh, I'm um, take that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Just the kind of conversation I like to have. So thank you very much for having me. No, I really appreciate it. Why don't you tell any folks who might not know you where they can find you on the internet if they want to interact? Uh, sure. Yeah. On Twitter, it's greens at greenspeak. That's one word, green like the color, S-P-E-A-K. Uh, that's actually also the name of my YouTube channel and the name of the uh, my Twitch. I'm uh, uh, Twitch TV slash greenspeak. Uh, so, Yeah. I'm if you want to see Jeff get kind of mad or laugh at himself at Dark Souls, I recommend highly watching that. It's good stuff. <laughs> All the Dark Souls. You could start with Dark Souls 1 and work your one. way through. 1, yeah, 2. You could, you could take the entire journey with me. Wait, starting with the sandwich and there was spaghetti in a couple of episodes. There were. Um, yeah. There was some was there soup the that was the pretzels were there. There was there was there was food. There was pizza. Pizza. Yeah, there's been a lot of food. A lot there's of beer been, too. Yes, there's been. Yeah, you drink Twenty First Amendment. Those are good beers. Mm, I support so those beers. Those are thank you delightful beers. So, local brew here. Uh, I'm jealous. I have to wait until they're like seasonal and they get here. Ah, okay. they do get here, and I get very excited. Yeah, so. I'm glad. Once again, Jeff, thank you so much. You've been a blast. I really thank appreciate you it so much, Elaine. It was and, a blast for me too. And thank you for everybody for listening. We will catch you next episode. Can you help an old man? I used to work in this building, the computer gaming world. Then they shut that down. Then the Microsoft bought it, and they had a magazine. Then they shut that down. Then I worked on this website, and I didn't do a good job, so I had to leave. Then I went to EA, and I didn't do a good job there. And now I can't afford to feed my family. Can you spare a quarter? Wow. Well, you weren't even taking were we? Can you spare some Peggle review codes? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I hear Peggle 3's out, and I have I haven't been able to play it yet. You just give me a dollar so I can download Peggle 3, sir, and make my day.